Welcome to the Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic podcast. I just want to say welcome to the Flawed and Foolish and Fantastic podcast. Today you are the fantastic Flawed and Foolish set here. And we're here to speak to you about the fantastic work you've done both within education, see all that you're doing. And my intrigue, my personal intrigue is the stuff that you do with your books, reading your books and your posts that you put up. Um, and just, first of all, thank you for inviting us around. Thanks for filling us up with all the other branches as well. Thank your mum for that and your wife for that. I really appreciate that. Um, and like I said, the flow of this is wherever you want to take it. There's no, I've got a set, set number of questions, however you want to go, wherever you want to go. Yeah. I'm good with that. Um, with regards to the questions, I'm going to quickly start up. And, but the first question is always an open one, however you want to answer it. But for, for the podcast itself, please can you introduce yourself? Who is Mandeep Singh? Yeah. yeah, sure. First of all, massive thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for making the trip over. So my name is Mandeep Singh. I'm yeah. from Birmingham. Um, uh, I'm currently 26. So I guess it's quite a deep question. Who's Mandeep Singh? Yeah. I guess the simplest answer that I'd like it to be is probably someone who's trying to better themselves and trying to better people around them as well. Yeah. Um, both from a worldly sense and a sicky sense. That's great, Singh. Well, with regards to, you know, um, worldly sense, I can see... <laughs> see the, the maths board at the back which has I think blown up both of our brains out already <laughs> before I go into all of that what is it you teach I know you teach maths but is it GCSE level or A level yeah so I'm at a secondary school yeah. so right from year 7 up until year 13 mm. so at a school because it's an independent school or an international school we don't teach A level we teach the IB okay. which is the international baccalaureate so it's the equivalent, and then GCSE, so your standard stuff, uh, all age ranges. Stress, man. Maths was fine when I was at GCSE, <laughs> and then when I got into maths and uh, pure and statistics, I was like, Listen, I can't do this. I was yeah. like, gave up, so now we'll come on to Just with regards to yourself, obviously you've talked about bettering yourselves, whether in sick and schooling, everything starts off with a foundation. Can yep. we just delve into your family background and your childhood and what that was like growing up? Sure thing. Yep. So I grew up in a standard... Punjabi, I guess, Jat Punjabi family, yeah. if that makes, gives a bit more context if you yeah. want. So I'm the youngest of three brothers, um, grew up in a fairly Punjabi household, going to the Gurdwara quite regularly. Yeah. Uh, my mum always did quite a bit of bart. Um, we were always save our orientated, so whenever there'd be an account bart, a family member, we'd always go and help. Yeah. But that would kind of be the extent of it. Um, other than that, standard wedding parties, yeah. meet Sharab is a standard thing from yeah. our house and the cousins. And I grew up in that kind of culture. So standard Punjabi growing up, I guess, in Birmingham, UK yeah. in those times. And then as time progressed, things really started to change, I guess, if you like, when I was in secondary school. Okay. And the moment that probably made me, that slapped me in the face a little bit, actually, was the whole I Pledge Orange for Rajona, okay, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. was 2000. 11, 10, something like that. Um, I'm trying to think. It was probably back then, yeah. 2010 it was. Yeah, yeah something around that time. And what happened was we all wore, it was a non-uniform day at school, and yeah. we all wore, you know, the hero kanda hoodies you get with the armbands yeah. and stuff. We all walked in. And I was one of, I was quite a Siena student in that sense. A lot of the, I was on good terms with the teachers. Yeah. And the principal, um, who wasn't a Sikh, he called an assembly because all these up in here and the school had about 60% upbringing there. Okay. We were all wearing orange and it was kind of like a rebellious thing and they wanted to understand first of all what's going on. Yeah. And when the assembly was called, he asked me to present to everyone why, why we're doing this and okay. I didn't have a clue myself. 
I just thought, yo, it looks sick. We'll get a good photo. So how old were you then? I was about, uh, I was in year 10, so I was about 14, 15. 14, yeah. And then I was put on the spot and luckily another guy knew and he just took the assembly. But then I felt a bit of shadow. I was like, I'm representing this. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. So I started researching about Rajwana and then funnily enough, uh, Rajwana TV came up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say that, yeah. So I started watching his videos on Punjab and yeah. that led me to other videos on like, Khalistan um, yeah. discussion and then Jurassi yeah. was a big thing and I just slowly slowly started drip feeding things at that point the NSOIF videos um, they did a series on the origins of Khalistan yes. that was big uh, Rajona TV Sarabjit Singh's his podcast has really really woke me up as to what's his happening his videos are the best huh? they're wicked yeah. and he's a family friend as well which is really interesting because yeah. I was like I didn't know he did this I see him all the time at random functions yeah. like, this guy has like, a lot of gyan in it massive isn't it you know when you first see him when I used to see him on seat Seat channel, or, you know, those things you're like, who the hell is this? And then when he starts talking, you're like, holy cow, he knows so much about He knows his stuff. Yeah. And when you hear the facts and figures, it makes a lot of sense in terms of the rhetorics we're told or the random pictures you might see at Gordore. It all starts to come together. And that's what started happening over those two, three years. Yeah. And then I guess the next changing point, it was quite interesting how it all happened. I guess how I actually came into Sikhi properly. Yeah. So our local Gurdwara is Sahur Gurdwara in, yeah. um, in Birmingham, which yeah. a lot of you will know from the Nishkam Jatha, I guess. Yeah. And I just finished my GCSEs. I did fairly well. And I applied for a lot of grammar schools yeah. as for, just, for sixth form. Yeah. But I got rejected from all of them. Okay. And I was really confused because I'd got better grades than other people that had got accepted. Yeah. I thought, child, is what it is. <coughs> At that point, we'd started drinking like doing a bit of weed all that kind of stuff mm. um house house partying so i had a really good group of friends at school and i said to my mom right i'm just gonna stay here for sixth form stay with my friends life's good blah 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 yeah. mom's like that's fine we went to sahur Godara one day on mm. a sunday and they were just opening a nishkam school okay yeah. which is in on hockley now and yeah. they have a primary or secondary and it was the first year for intake for the secondary yeah. and they had a stall outside and my mom signed me up without telling me like jody jody and then we got home about a week before school was about to start. She told me, and I was like, forget that. I'm not yeah. going to a sicky school. Exactly. I'm, I'm chilling with my friends, right? I go, we got, we got stuff planned for you. <laughs> so I was like, that. And then she made a deal with me. She gave me an ultimatum. Yeah. Because Nishkam High School is going to open a week before my normal school. Yeah. She goes, try it out. For if you don't week, like it, yeah. yeah, for a week. If you don't yeah. like it, that's fine. I was like, all right, there's no harm in that. And I went there, and I don't know how to explain it, but it just felt really right. Yeah. Uh, and... Without me even thinking about it, I ended up staying there. And I, if I pin back, if I put my myself back in those shoes, I don't know why. I just did. Yeah. There's no reason for it. I just stayed there. And then I so met this is for your A level education. <coughs> it's my A level. So yeah. so you've hit sixteen. You're going to go boozing and you know chewing, <laughs> chewing with friends. Yeah. Which is what everybody does. At that yeah, age. yeah. So right, I didn't realize. So you went through A levels there. So you can't get so, in. So we were the, we were literally the first year in. So it's us yeah. as year twelve and year sevens. That's all that was in the school. Okay. So it was like a playground. It was wicked. Yeah. Um, and we were basically a private tutoring for us because there was hardly any kids. Yeah. And then what happened was there was a thing. Um, I won't. Uh, I'm sure you won't mention my mentioning his name, Man Singh. You yeah, probably know Man Singh yeah, from, yeah. from Albury. He was a his, teacher there. Yeah. Man Singh is in Harvey's brother. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean Harvey. We were going to see college together. Yes, yeah, so so yeah. Man Singh was a little kid who taught me to say, you know, you go to him, are you all right? And he's like, no, I'm half left, and that stuck with me forever. <laughs> so he does a Sikh history podcast. Yeah, yeah. that's that the one, the Sikh yeah. history podcast. Yeah. So he was a teacher there at that point. At this okay. point, I didn't get my gears or anything. Yeah, but just rewinding a little bit, I think from year eight or nine, my yeah. mum always made me read Japji Sab in the morning. Yeah, and it would be at the point where I did it very ritualistically. Yeah, but I felt 
So I felt like something was wrong if I didn't do it. Yeah. So, yeah. so it'd be the point where I'd do my japki sab, come down and have a sausage and bacon sani. Yeah. Like that's, that was my life. But I, it was routine. But it, it was routine. Yeah. And I carried that on, not really knowing what it meant. And then when I went to Nishkam, Man Singh was doing this extracurricular gurmat uh, class yeah. where he taught people about Sikhi. And I remember the thing that really stuck out for me was 1984. Yeah. And he also made us memorize the Das as well, okay. which was really interesting. And speak to him and other Singhs and Sioniya and I guess Gursix. And I just found Sangat at Nishkam High School. Yeah. And then a year in, I kept my Guru Sahib's Kirpa, I was blessed to keep my case. Yeah. And because the school was veggie, it helped transition from meat and stuff. Yeah. And then what happened with regards to the friends is because I'd left the school yeah. and I'd stopped the clubbing and stuff. There's a really interesting story about clubbing, actually. I'll tell you about that in a second yeah, as well. A group of 15, if you like, reduced to three. Okay. And what was really interesting was I would normally organize and do the logistics for the house parties. Yeah. Like, whose house is going to be, yeah. who are we inviting, who's getting the booze, all this yeah. kind of stuff. Anna. So because I was put out of the equation, a lot of people didn't really, like, had no need to get in touch with me. I'm not sour about it. I yeah. just, we went different ways. There's nothing wrong with that, right? That's, 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 yeah. that's cool. That's uh, so life, isn't it? That's life. That's fine. Well, yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, and then I found out, um, and then, yeah, I came, I kept my gears. Uh, in the at the end of year twelve, and then yeah. started growing my gears. Uh, very bad to start for a long time, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then things just kind of grew from there. And he started, and a lot of things in the UK started the first edition of the Sikh Youth Forum. Okay, yeah. Um, which himself, Vikram Singh, and they started in like five cities. Do you might remember the one that started Leicester as well. There's that whole big announcement and then it. But it was basically a forum every Friday at Baba Sangorodara, yeah. and us and a few other students from Nishkan would go. And it was just basically Vijar and Sangat, and that that kind of just set me off on that trajectory, really. Who, um, just in regards to the forum, who was running it at the time? Here it was Man Singh Man and Vikram Singh, uh, Handy. Because yeah. Man Singh's, they've still got a foothold in that Gordar, thank God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's. Um, Vikram Singh, Nahang Singh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was them too, really. And then we started to do like, I, gave, I helped out my first Gurmat camp at Smithy Gurdwara. Yeah. Um, and it, was, it just kind of got into the flow of things from there, really. That but regular that, Sangat. That was your positive influence to get in? Huge, huge influence. No, so well, <laughs> my, my, you know, you, just before we get into that, obviously your Sikhi side, fine, I'm going to go into that. You've already touched on your path into Sikhi along with positive influences. Tell me about what happened with your education then. Yeah, so, so as I mentioned, I did quite well at GCSE. Yeah. And I was, I'd say, I was quite an in, inquisitive kid. And also, one of the things my mom told me that my nana always said yeah. is to never miss an opportunity because yeah. you never know when it might be helpful in life. Exactly. I never met my nana, but that's one thing I'll always hold dear. Mm. So any opportunity at school I'd take, like Young People's Parliament, yeah. School Council, any sports team, form captain, anything, I would do it. Like sometimes... Things you get laughed at by your friends, like, oh, why do you yeah. want to be part of school council? But then we get to go, we got to go to the House of Parliament. I got to interview councillors, really interesting things. Yeah. So I'd say I was quite lucky. I was even in the Air Cadets as well with the RAF. Yeah. And I had some amazing experiences. And all these things in their own special niche niche ways gave me loads of different skills. Yeah. And I'd say that it may, I'd like to think it made me quite well-rounded yeah. and allowed me to interact with different parts of society and also give me a, a broad-minded view on the world which I'm really grateful for and something that I'll, ta- I'll try and task kids at school to do as much as possible. Mm. So GCSEs went well. And then for A-levels, I did maths, further maths, physics and chemistry. Yeah. Uh, and they went well as well. Uh, and then, yeah, it was at that point I came to a crossroads because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Yeah. 
and I had three pathways, if you like. So I had a degree offer from the Birmingham University for maths. Yeah. I was I'd been accepted to become a commercial pilot. Okay. At Oxford Aviation Academy, which is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, and also I'd been given an apprenticeship by Rolls Royce to work on plane engines. Okay. Uh, and they were going to pay me to work uh, to go to Sheffield Uni for five years as well. So I was a bit of a crossroads. I didn't know what to do, and I had a lot on my plate. I had a lot of things in front of me. So, so th- this is all before you. This is basically university. This so is, six this is it, so you're in U- UCAS. Yeah. Well, the UCAS stage. Yeah. yeah. And these are <clears> opportunities. <throat> what were you studying as A levels? So maths. Maths. Yeah. Further maths, physics, and chemistry. Okay. Well. <laughs> it's like having chemical alley here, isn't it? <laughs> they can do all sorts of dangerous things. <laughs> and, and, and physics and maths go hand in hand. Yes, yeah, they do. They yeah, yeah, yeah. I so love mechanics. You, so. Yeah, exactly. So if you if you're studying pure mechanics, yeah, physics goes along with it anyway. It works perfect. Yeah. What did you want to do? You, you know, because you, normally you take your A levels based on I want to be a doctor. I want to be. An yeah, yeah. What did you want to do? I didn't know. Okay. So you I just made went a bit for of a, what you enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. I, I thought I don't know what I want to do. Yeah. Teaching was always somewhere around the back, but it hadn't really fathomed yet. Yeah. So I just thought, what do I enjoy? I was always really good at maths and I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I just thought I'd just do maths. And there's further maths as I was like, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Uh, I tried computer science. They introduced binary numbers. I was like, I don't want yeah. to I, I can do this. more than one and zero. I was like, why is zero one? I was like, yeah. I don't need this in my life. Yeah. Chemistry was okay, but it was headache. So I dropped chemistry. And then physics, um, I was just very interested with, I listened to a lot of uh, Professor Brian Cox. Okay, yeah, yeah. And his BBC documentaries. And I loved all that stuff. Yeah. And I thought that's what physics is going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't. A lot of it wasn't. Um, a few things. All quantum are, mechanics. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was literally. Um, but it was it was cool. And it, it wasn't too bad. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I, so I went with things I was strong with. Yeah. Knowing that I don't know what I want to do. But also, I knew tactically, maths opens hell of a lot of doors. Yes. So there'll be something for me to do at some point. Yeah. No, that's, that's really interesting because the majority of people, like myself, like others, you go, this is mentally the pathway that I want to go. I want to get to this job. Yep. So these are the courses you take. And then you end up taking courses that you're like, I've got no interest in this shit. Yep. And I've ended up doing it. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, it becomes a slog to study. It does. While if you study to do something you enjoy, my daughters enjoy art. So I just said, do your art degrees and do all that. And for them, it's a doddle. Yeah, because they enjoy what they do. Yeah, they're not looking at the career path. They're just like, I want to do what I enjoy, and then from there find a job where I also have that enjoyment. One of the biggest aims of our school at the moment yeah. is to get students out of the mindset yeah. that whatever they choose for the A levels or IB choices will dictate what they have to do in life. Yeah, it's it literally what you said. We're, our school has such a huge focus on getting them to do stuff they enjoy, and exactly. because mum and dad are doctors or surgeons exactly you don't have to do that exactly. and i think that's really important because the world change and life changes yeah. and my philosophy is that if you do something you enjoy you will either find a job that accommodates it or you will make something yeah. that will accommodate it if you're truly passionate and good enough at it yeah. no matter what that is in life and you see new jobs careers being created left right and center the pandemic has shown yeah. all these wonderful things you can do that no one ever thought even possible right yeah so i think that's really important for anyone listening as well do what you enjoy um, and have a bit of context to it, but it shouldn't be fully context. No, well, I, you know, it's interesting because we talked to you today and I'm hoping we go and talk to Taron today as well. Yeah. One of his posts that really got me was, he put out a post a couple of years ago about people getting GCSEs. Yeah. And he's like, you know, those people who are getting their GCSEs, if you don't get a good result, don't be disheartened by it. Because he went, I dropped out of school at 15. Yeah, yeah. I went construction and then I ended up, I'm just looking at him going, and I, I remember reading that post and said to my kids, 
don't worry, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. We don't ever panic about your education, but do something you enjoy. Yeah. And and that's it. And I think that's really big. So yeah, so you had these choices, degree, school, commercial pilot, apprenticeship in Rolls Royce. Yeah. What made your decision? So the commercial pilot, I, I really enjoyed just planes and the the life the thought of being a pilot is obviously really cool, right? Yeah. But I think the lifestyle didn't quite match up. I think I'm quite a homely person, yeah. uh, a community knit person. And I realised mm. it would have probably been a lot of bunga, a lot of headache. Yeah, your sangat's not there. The sangat's a different sangat altogether. Exactly, right? Your sangat's airports or hotels yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So that kind of, I explored it. I enjoyed exploring it. Yeah. And then I put that to one side. The apprenticeship with Rolls-Royce, again, I didn't really want to, as, as lazy as this sounds, I didn't want to commute to Derby every day. Yeah. Because um, I, I, was, I was 16 at the time, right? And it's a shit hog. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> um, and yeah, obviously, the luxuries of Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. the, the beauty of Birmingham. <laughs> um, so I, that, that kind of fizzled out. But again, I had so, I have a lot of pressure, yeah. even from my, oh, my older brother, I remember. He, he goes, you're an idiot if you don't take this. Because yeah, yeah. someone's willing to pay you for uni and you'll get a job at Rolls-Royce. My friend's at Rolls-Royce and he's on six figures. And, we, and he's on... Eight trips abroad a day as a director there, and I'm just like, he got eight, you know, he got all of his A levels, got all A's in everything. And remember, we were first year, you get your A level results, and you're like, that's five points, that's five points, that's yeah, five yeah. points. You get ten points total if you get A star, whatever an A. And uh, everybody's applying to go right. I'll be a doctor here. I'll do medicine here. And we all applied for medicine things like that. And he rocks up. He's got twenty points already in the first year because he's done four AS levels. Yeah, he's got four A's. And then. Um, we're like, right, we're all doing this. And he's like, I've applied for my course at Nottingham Trent. I'm going to do business studies. It's only eight points I've already got in. We looked at him and went, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is where all the money is. He's like, nah, I enjoy this. He's like, I want to do business <laughs> studies. When I did that, got his degree. He's been at Rolls-Royce since uh, 2002. Yes, he's a director so. there. He's like 16 trips a year. That's mad. Yeah, it's just like, and that's what he said. He's like, but you're like, he's never at home. You would never have been at home. So it's a weird one. And I guess you never truly know what you get into until you're in the midst of it, right? Yeah. And then um, what's the other thing? So yeah, and then yeah. with regards to, it was interesting because the day I had to get back to Rolls Royce, I was really, a lot of dubda, very confused. Yeah. And I'd applied for two courses at uni, yeah. maths and physics, joint yeah. honours, and just maths. Yeah. I didn't get the maths and physics one because I didn't get the grades. Um, and then I was still waiting for the maths offer to come through. Yeah. The day I was meant to reply to Rolls Royce, I got that offer through, okay. and I took it as a bit of a sign. Yeah. And also, my teacher, um, shout out Mr. Cut Grief, if yeah. he probably won't ever listen to this, which I was like, <laughs> great man. You'll find him, find him on Facebook. And send it to <laughs> Tag him. him, great man. Yeah. He um, he was like a counsel for me for everything, yeah. and he was my master physics math teacher. And he literally put it on a whiteboard, and he goes, right, let's weigh up the pros and cons of everything. And when I put it on, that's wicked with yourself. Just yeah, because I was like, sir, I don't know what to do, and yeah. he was like. He really assured me, he goes, he goes, whatever you do, you'll be good at it, so don't worry. Yeah. Which was really nice to hear at that point. Yeah. And he goes, all right, let's 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 draw it up. So we went on the whiteboard, um, Rolls-Royce, uh, maths degree. And then when I saw it visually, I was like, it's this one. And then I went for it. Chuck it on the board. Yeah, so I still got my whiteboard here. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, but that's it. But that's what we, we did. Like I said, we did a, <clears throat> um, a podcast with Amandeep Singh, which is probably coming out in the next couple of weeks. But it the influence that his teachers had on how his life turned out was massive. And it just shows if you have a good positive role model. 100%. Mate, I was an idiot, right? I was at college, I was messing around all the time. Well, yeah, I got Bullies of the Year title for the year when we <laughs> left. It was horrendous, yeah? It was the best two years of my life, but yeah. for others it was obviously not good. Um, 
And then I went to uni and dropped out. And I was just like, I don't like uni. But my college teacher was awesome. Yeah. She's awesome to the point that she's one of my Facebook friends now. Brilliant. We're on each other's posts. We talk to each other all the time. She did the interview for my daughter when she went to college. So I got there and I was like, oh my God, it's my old teacher. We just Result. <laughs> and I said to her, I said, I want to join the police. And she's like, you were the worst student I ever had in my life. And she was just like, you were absolutely, you know, you're just, she had called my mom in a number of times. She did all sorts. But she was so good. She's like, but I can see what you can do. And her reference was great. She got me in the job. Mm. And it's just massive what those teachers at that age can have an impact on your life doing. Yeah. And I think also going like a step further as well, I think that's why it's important for people my or anyone's age actually yeah. to make sure that we have a foothold in local. Yes. Gordwari uh, and Sangats. Because the same way great teachers affect us in an academic sense or in a worldly sense yeah. at school. If we've got sick role models yeah. and I've been a byproduct of that. Yeah at the forums and stuff, this random Mona kid who just, you know, with Guru Sad Kirpan, the Sangat Kirpan has got to where he has now. Yeah. You know, in the same way, kids need that love and attention from a Sikhi Torte as well. Yeah. Um, and that's huge. That's huge. But that, that is huge. Every single podcast we talk to, Heartbreak Singh, you know, involves these, he goes, I was a drinker, I was this, I was that, and then I came into this. How many of us have been influenced? You know, for me, I was 13 years old when I first saw Roop Singh do a talk and I was like, I don't know about any of this. Roop Singh, the one that went deal on audio? Um, the one that's... That one, eh? Which one is it? Yeah, the Singh's, the Singh's dad, he comes to bus camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, yeah, yeah. Singh's dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, So, you know, he's 13 years old, and like, it's 1993, and this man's talking with like a an accent from up north. Like, what the fuck is this? And then all of a sudden, he's telling you stuff that you're like, I didn't know about this. I didn't yeah, know about yeah. these four. I didn't know about these sorts of things. And positive role models were very few that could speak in an English medium yep. to kids of... You know, born in this generation, go. Oh, I can't understand Punjabi totally. Yeah, I'm listening to the Prodigy outside of work and whatever. Prodigy, and, and that's and that's where my head is at the moment. Yeah, and then yeah. somebody comes in and he's like, and it's like you said, when Man Singh and people like that start the forums, it's massive. Yeah, hundred percent. So when how how did uni go for you then? Uni was great. So uni yeah. was an and it's interesting. I know I mentioned and just going back to that yeah. thing as well, like not getting into grammar school, but then going to Nishkam. Yeah. After you see like Guru Sahib has planted all these things, yeah. even uni, like the the plate of things I had in front of me yeah. at uni, I got involved with like Boss and Bin Baji and so That's Benji. what I was going to say, yeah. Where's uh, the Sikh I got size? involved in Sikh society. So then that like elevated my Sangat another level. Yes. And we started doing programs like Amrit Villas and stuff at people's houses, the Gurdwara. And that just opened up a whole new dimension yeah. of realizing things I could get involved with, but yeah. then also finding like minded people as well. Um, so it's weird how Guru Sahib plants things that sometimes we get, we don't understand or we dismiss or we we, we get angry about. Yeah. But you only realize after, oh, this is why that happened. Yeah. In the same way with like the Japti Sahibs, I always believe that like that bank of Japti Sahibs was spent when I was like 16. Yeah. And they get all the blessings or the fall of that. The fall was coming out. It, it was, yeah, it was like being stored and it just went boom. Because yeah. in those two years, like my life changed. Well, that's what you say. That's what I'm saying. You plant your seedling, and all of a sudden it just blooms, doesn't it? And that's uh, that's why you see it bloom. But I think for anybody who does go to university, Sikh societies are massive. Huge. Sikh societies are massive. You can either it can either push you away, yeah, or it can bring close. Because some people come and go. I've a jar some what's here. I've chilled out with a couple of people. How many of these are going to come to the Bangla nights with me? And that's as far as it goes. With other people, are just like, man, that talk was really good. I yeah. want to know a bit more. Or I've made friends within the Sangatir. Yeah. And and then they carry that on and you know, it, it is massive. I really do think it's it's a 
there's a positives and negatives to it, but the, the positives outweigh the negatives. And I think it's it's like it's such untapped potential as well. Yeah. I think um, there's it's it's a big jumbawari actually. It's a big responsibility on those people leading it. Yeah. Because the impact you have on a lot of people that are at crossroads in their life yeah. that may never get this interaction with Sikhi again yeah. is huge. Yeah. Um, and obviously we've seen the the successes of that. But also it's really important. I think one thing we were really really important about and very hard on. Yeah. was being welcoming because yeah. as you said it could be negative i guess what you mentioned in terms of coming and have a samosa that's still like for me if someone comes and interacts it's an interaction that's, that's a positive right yeah because even if that doesn't lead to anything just yeah. whatever but i guess the negative is, is that you walk into a room there's six scary umbrella looking people mm. and no one offers you a smile yeah and that, that's your interaction with sicky thinking these people how many, how many times did you invite nick down that's what it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> this is going straight out to Nick. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, we didn't have him actually, to be honest. But that, and, and we've seen the opposite side of that. Yeah. Someone very timid comes in, doesn't know what to expect, has probably taken a huge leap to even come yeah. when they could go home or whatever, go to the play pool. Yeah. And then they offered, and that just a smile, just saying, Yo, how's it going? Like, yeah. Nice to meet you. They realize there's a connection. There's someone nice that they'll probably meet next time. Exactly. And that could be the start of their Sikhi journey. And obviously, it's all in Guru Sahib's hands. Of course. But Guru Sahib has put us as custodians, right? To, to put an effort in. So I think for anyone that is involved in a Sikh society, we made a rule at uh, Sikh society that the committee is not allowed to speak to each other whilst it's happening. Okay. We're not allowed to speak to each other unless it's like uh, practical or logistical otherwise we have to mix yeah and we found that works so well and we still do that in seal because at camps and stuff now it's strict yeah. no um so, no circle policy basically yeah so that, that's really good because otherwise i think there's a click over there yeah 100 percent. and it gets rid of the click straight away 100 <clears throat> uh, percent. and it gives the attention to those people who need to yeah no that's cool. no like i said with the jars also it's it's great to get people in yeah but we had the we had the effect where you'd get people coming in and going Where's the challenge samosa? Like, we ain't got it this week. Right, I'm going now. And you're like, damn, that's all they were here for. Well, you know, we need to bring that in. We need to do those sorts of things. And the time between is we could barely put three quid together because you're <laughs> like, I'll just play pool for an hour. I ain't got money for you, that sort of thing. But We had some rich that, people in our committee, man. We were all right. No, that's <laughs> Dad good. just paid for it. But that's good. So um, my next question is, how how did you get from your education to where you are today with, with, with your teaching job? Yeah, so... Inter whilst I was at university, I was still exploring career paths yeah. and I, I nearly became an actuary. Okay. So if anyone doesn't know, an actuary does things like underwriting insurance policies, um, a lot of algorithms, uh, but very high paying, very, very hard job, if you like. Yeah. Um, and I even did two weeks of work, work experience on that and I had a graduate role lined up at Zurich in Birmingham. Mm. So it's a lot of money, uh, company cars, that kind of stuff. But again, just sitting at a desk nine to five. And it's going to be another another nine years of exams after uni. Oh, and I, I was finished with exams. I had enough. And I didn't want to do any more exams. So yeah. in second year, I just put that idea to bed. And I thought, as glamorous as it sounds, at what cost are you making money, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's really important to, to evaluate that as well. And at that point, Sangat has started evolving. And I realized that there's more to life. Yeah. Obviously, you need a job. You need to enjoy it. But that's not the sole purpose. Yeah. So then in my third year, I actually, I'd started tutoring at that time, time privately for yeah. Maths GCSE. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed helping students. And I, I felt that I had a way of explaining things yeah. in which people related to and understood, which was really quite fulfilling, actually. Mm -hmm. And then my third year for my dissertation, instead of doing a normal math dissertation, I did one on 
teaching maths. Okay. So I actually did a placement at a school that I really enjoyed. Okay. So that was about six weeks where I'd go in twice a week and teach at A-level class. Okay. I really enjoyed that. Was that, there a specific part of maths that you were teaching or was it everything? It was just general like A-level stuff, okay. yeah. So whatever the teacher's doing at that time, just, just yeah. jumping with it. So I really enjoyed that. And then after after uni, um, well, whilst I was getting to the end of uni, I was like, you know, I'm going to try this teaching thing out. So I found a provider that were really good. And then I decided to take a gap year. So that's when I kind of thought I'm going to go for teaching. Yeah. But at that point, I started my Santhia. I've been doing all right. I'd been doing my Santhia for two, three years. Um, I started hopping out at kids camps. Yeah. Like just, you know, your your small talks or whatever it is, or helping with group leading, whatever that might be. I'd been to boss camp, Seek to Inspire camp. Um, another way Maraj works actually is Bavi from Seek to Inspire. Yeah, yeah. He was my football coach. Okay. On Sunday league. Yeah. And I was more now than like, you know, on the way to a match, we stop at services, get a KFC, that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be like, night my car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, yeah. Um, but he he was actually the first one that introduced me to camps. Okay. And he sold it, like the totally opposite to what it was. He was like, you guys should come to this retreat. We're going to do quad biking, canoeing. Oh, that wicked is that <laughs> sick. Got there, my ankles were black by the end of it. So I sit down so much. Oh, like, you lied, man. But that was my first exposure to a camp. Um yeah. And then I was I was in year 10, 11, year 9, 10. Mm. So that was a big impact as well. Yeah. So um, again, uh, from that, I started going to more camps, bus camps, Seek to Inspire camp. And then the basics camp started happening. I was listening to Jagraj Singh, Bajit Singh, yeah, yeah, those yeah. guys at this time who were huge, right? Yeah. So everything came together. So then in the, in the last year of, of uni, yeah. I was going to either train to become a teacher and then go to India yeah. or go to India first and then train. Yeah. Uh, my my advisor said, no, go to India first, take a gap year, because mm. otherwise you'll break that that continuation. Yeah. So my Santhio starred uh, Yanni Baldeep Singh. Oh, from, yeah. He's local. Yeah. A lot of people know. He put me in touch with um, Jogiwal, Mahabharata okay, yeah. Baba Baldeep Singh, yeah. and, um, and Yanni Sapnam Singh, as known as Mahmadi. Yeah, yeah. uh, so I went to Jogiwal for a bit uh, and stayed there for a few months, did some Santhia. What year was this? This was this is so I flew out the day after I graduated, so that was 2017. Okay, uh, and I was there for about four or five months. Yeah, in my gap year, and that was an amazing experience as well. And then after coming back, the basics of Sikhi Pracharak School or Vidyala yeah, have yeah, been going. So for the last four months or five months of my gap year, I did that. Yeah. So that year was like a Sikhi year for me, basically. Yeah. And then after that, I went into teaching. I trained at a local grammar school. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then it just kind of went up from there. Okay, so right, I've got a couple of things to explore there. Um, if the first camp was so wrong in in the way that it was described <laughs> in such a manner, it was. So, it was it's like it's like uh, it reminds me of what you just said when you start off. Have you ever been Himkud? So no, I haven't. Right, I haven't. Okay, so you get to um, Rishikesh, and from there you start a Govind God to, to Govind Dham, and then from there. So going God to going down. I didn't know how long it was. I was sixteen years old. <laughs> so did I. He's just like done like a mile, done like another mile. Nearly slipped a couple of times. And, like, and then he asked something like up and near him, like and how nali and nali. Liars, man. Punjabi's yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just to keep your hope going, isn't it? Yeah. It's like nali. So me and my cousin were like wicked. It's only around. Let's run it. And you're running. You're like, oh, I'm knackered. We're nowhere in it. And then yes, the next one, ha ha, gnarly, they'll give you a bit of glucose to keep going. And you're like, ended up being 14 miles. They lied to me, yeah? And I was like, they were telling me gnarly and gnarly from the start. So after that, I realized 
I'm going to do my own research before I do these things. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. So for, for me, I was like, it was a good I life don't trust lesson. anybody yeah, else yeah. after that. The last so, all trusted so, pretty. So how did, how did you go from going, Bobby told me all this and it ended up being this. So why do I want to go to another one? What, what was it that... Yeah, I painted the picture wrong on that. So obviously there was the fun stuff. Yeah. It wasn't as glamorous. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but interactions, it's like just seeing like a lot of things. Like, yeah. oh, this is like this is what you guys do, right? Yeah. Um, and realizing that you can have fun and have a laugh. Exactly. I remember. So I went in the mindset of it being a camp, like an RAF camp, where yeah, we yeah. prank people and stuff, right? So there was this this bazorgamana. I'm sorry for whoever who this was. He's from Smedic. I still see him actually, yeah. and um, he would just sleep all the time. And I took me two of my cousins with me, yeah. and uh, we took like silly string, Colgate, like ready to just terrorize people, right? And uh, obviously, we realized this wasn't the kind of camp. <laughs> but this was already, he would never go to the activities in the day. Yeah. And one day, Osutabeasi and his bear was at the Kambal. So we painted his toenails black, and he walked into the Dabar, yeah, and everyone just, they were just wetting themselves. And after that, I realized that, you know what? That was just probably us taking it too far, but, yeah, but they have fun as well. Yeah, exactly. They, they have a laugh. It's not boring, right? Yeah. Which is the rhetoric you hear. Bark, I can't see yeah, exactly. So I think that, that had a big impact on my psyche. Yeah. And then obviously the talks. I remember Kaljeet Singh. Yeah, yeah. I remember Gyanis Sukraj Singh. Yeah, exactly. um, they stood out to me a lot. I remember like um, seeing Harpal Singh, the twins from London, East London. No, they, I don't know. Sewadars of... Um, um, but anyways I remember seeing him um, and he's good friends now oh no he's on about that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I remember seeing him and just seeing like just being exposed to it yeah. and it made it a bit more comfortable okay. that I didn't make a change directly after that yeah no, but it had an impact didn't it and I remember speaking to one of the organisers on the way back um, me just being that kind of annoying kid I just asked him I was like how, how hard was it to organise hmm. and they're saying I can't remember who, who it was I don't remember and he was quite a young thing. He goes, you know, it took this many months to organize this much, took this much money. I was like, oh, that's crazy. And he goes, you know what, though? He goes, even if you took one thing away from the camp, it's worth it. It's all worth it. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, Kuljit Singh used to say exactly the same. He, he might have been or, him. No, he used to say, he used to say exactly the same when in the late 90s, and early <clears> 2000s, you like, you set, up all, you set up something, you do on it. And he said, if it's just one person who takes something away from this, one person who takes almost after. 2,000 people have been through something. He goes, it's well worth it. He goes, he goes the value is just, uh-huh. you know, you can't uh, compare. Karen Soka. Yeah. Like when you're organizing something and yeah. the numbers don't turn up, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Of course it is. But um, when he said that, I was like, whoa, like these guys value Sikhi that much yeah. that they're willing to do all this, even if one person learns one Sikhi. Yeah. I was like, that, that stuck with me as well. Nice work. And then you said you'd been to a load of other camps as well, following, which I'll get to later. Um. Obviously, you've talked about coming back after 2017, you've had a year of Sikhi, and then you've gone into your occupation. Yeah. Where is that? Where is it that you currently, or so where I, is it that you started work then? So I worked at a grammar school, which is local, called yeah. King Edwards in Aston, which is quite, um, quite, it's quite a good grammar school, yeah. respectively. Uh, that was the interesting training year. Uh, lots of ups and downs. Started yeah. very, very positive. Okay. Was like doing really well teaching. Like, had a natural flair for it, if you like. Getting on well with the kids. Because I was quite young. Yeah. And I was brown as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hit it off with them. And then it got to quite a stressful point, actually. Mm. Where there was been a lot... My trainer, she's a lovely woman. Uh, yeah. And I still stay in touch with her today. But for some reason... Yeah. The environment got quite toxic. Okay. And I don't think she realized it as well. So yeah. I don't blame her for it at all. But there was a lot of pressure. And I don't know where that I felt the pressure just evolving. And I've never felt pressure like it in my life. Like mm. normally anything I've done in my life, I've been successful at. Yeah. And I was getting very, very anxious, very, very stressed to the point where I actually broke down. 
but to be honest, other than my wife, you yeah, probably the yeah, first people I'm talking to them about this, uh, to the point where I started crying in the classroom mm. um, because I was teaching an A-level class that I'd taught for four months already. I knew them all. Yeah. But something just overcame me. And at that point, I just broke down. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know why this isn't yeah. working. And I think it was just the pressure of not living up to her expectations of my own. Yeah. And after that, I said to my trainer, I'm quitting. Like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving teaching. Yeah. Fast forward about two months before that, what happened was, so the school I'm currently at, King Edwards, um, which is a boys' school, so it's, it's, it's grammar, but it's independent. Yeah. Uh, it's like very fancy, very nice place to work. And I went for the interview there and I thought, Charlie, it'll be a nice experience. I'll get to visit the school. And, yeah. You know, it'll be a good experience. I had no idea that I'd actually have a run in for it. Mm. Got the interview, had a really good interview, um, had a really good lesson, spoke about Sikhi a lot. Yeah. Um, they have an RAF section in the school. So that okay. they heard that I was a cadet, their eyes lit up. Every, all, the, all the stars aligned, basically. Yeah. Went home, didn't think anything of it. Got a phone call that night saying, I've got the job. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Yeah. The week before... I tried for a job at where I was training and I came second. Okay. Yep. But what they said to me was that if anyone resigns, we'll give you a job, no interview. Okay. So I'd just been rejected from where I was training, yep. which was really heartbreaking. I just got this new job. Yep. The day after I'd been given the job at the private school, I went back and someone handed their letter in. Okay. A resignation. So they come over to me, oh, Mandy, congratulations. You got the job here. Yes. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm, man, gone, I'm, 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 I'm all right. You know, yeah. like, I've got a job elsewhere. Yeah. And then um, they were like, no, nah, no, nah, like, you know, they were, they were shocked and yeah. I was a bit shocked as well. And I was like, look at the timing of all this, Anna. and then they got to the point where they even took me into our office and they said like, you know, you know, you haven't signed the paperwork yet, like you can still work here. Yeah. And I was like, look, man, they got a pool and a gym, mate. I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm gone, gone, right? Yeah, well, you got to look at what's right for you. Yeah, and I, I thought like, a change is always nice, Anna. for yeah. anyone that's trained, you'll know it's nice to start your career in a different role from where you've trained. Yeah. And then is, when I look back at the whole palaver, when I didn't get the job, well, where I was training, I was really like heartbroken. Yeah. I thought like I doubting myself. All these kind of things, crazy came things came in. But then, Charlie, the timing of it worked perfectly. Fast forward to when I like broke down. Yeah. Luckily, because I'd been accepted at the the private school, yeah. my trainer had organised for me to start there early and finish my training year there. Yeah. So then. I stopped where I was training because I just, I just, I just finished. I took like two weeks off, and then I started fresh after Easter yeah. in 2018 at the school I'm at now, where I'm yeah. currently working. And even that, like, it's just Maharaj Kerpa. So what happened? The first day I started, yeah. Bubbin Singh, who works for Basics, yeah, yeah. he emailed me because I'd been doing talks. I need to phone him. He keeps saying you need to phone me. Yeah. <laughs> um, he he emailed me saying, "Oh, there's a school by you that want an assembly from a Pratarik. Okay, can you do it?" And I looked at the school and it was a school I started working at. Okay. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. I just literally started working here today. Yeah. And I was like, who is it? He got some sixth form students asked for it. So I found the student. I went up to him and he's like, oh, you're like Mandeep Singh. I was like, oh yeah, you got an email. I can do the talk. I'll work here now. He's like, oh, yeah. you got a job here. And then that that conversation, he goes, sir, can we start a Sikh society? Okay. At and I'm school. like, yeah, I'm like, just, my head's blowing. I'm like, what is yeah. going on? Like, oh, yeah. so many things are coming into perspective. Um, and literally from then we started a Sikh society in the school. I thought, you know, I'll get into the school, like pally up with everyone. Then we'll, we'll start a Sikh society later. Yeah. It's first day. Um, and he, he that, that thing, his name is Samraj. Samraj, if you're listening. Um, he's at Oxford now. Very, very interested in Sikhi. Um, does a lot of research on um, Pratan Grants, Itihas, yeah. Dasam Grants. He's a 16-year-old kid, right? That's um, he can read He can read Sanskrit, Farsi, all these crazy things. Yeah. And we started the Sikh society there. Um, so that happens every Thursday now. 
So we have Vichar, um, we talk about Itihas, we talk about philosophy, we talk about Sikhi. So every Thursday, a group of kids from school, yeah. mainly Sikh kids, um, come to my classroom and we'll have like a PowerPoint presentation or one of them will lead it. That's working. And that's led to things like we even have a Gurwani uh, Santya class on yeah. Mondays in school. Where a few of them are on Japji side now. Um, two kids have kept their case as well, Guru Kirpa. Oh. Um, we had a langar in the school for Fat Guru Nanak Devi's 550 Gurpur, yeah. which is amazing. Um, so it's just like, it's just mind blowing. And then you realize after all that, there's a reason why I didn't get the job. Oh, the and then that came up. And the timing of it is season. honestly, it's unreal. It's unreal. Well, well <coughs> my next question was going to be what's, it, what's the symbiosis in, with Siki and your occupation? But, Obviously, at this place, it sounds really good. It's amazing. The, the teachers are given a lot of autonomy. They're trusted. Okay. So, is this because it's not government-led? Uh, no, it still is. It's governed by um, uh, an independent governing body, which is government-led. I forgot what they're yeah. called now. Um, yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. Um, but generally, because of the nature of the school, because the teachers and the students are very mature as well, so yeah. we don't get the normal problems schools will have right there's no yeah. bad behavior there's hardly any fights kids are very intellectual these kids go into oxbridge these kids are going to mit these kids are going to harvard right yeah so what, no, no demand for university what's going on <laughs> there's, what's not, there's not many unfortunately <laughs> um so the kids are very inquisitive yeah so that we already have societies every thursday yeah there's an extended lunch where there's so many societies, there's like, we have a Sikh society, there's religious societies, there's a history society, politics society, philosophy yeah. society, dentistry society. It's like a little uni campus, basically. Yeah. Um, and this the school, if a teacher has an idea, they'll be like, right, what do we need to help you facilitate? And that's it, you go off and do it. And that's why I love working there as well. Uh, and that's how the Sikh societies run. Okay. Um, and we have a girls school opposite. And the girls' schools just started this society as well, so there's so many like amazing things happening. Do you have an involvement uh, within the not obviously within the school itself, but within your powerpoints and things like that, sharing them? Yeah. So the, the girls actually from the girls' school they actually come along now, um, right. and we do a few collabs every now and again. That's fine. Um, so they've just started things up themselves. There's a there's a teacher in there who, who she's up and she helps run it, um, yeah. and we're just kind of sharing resources and doing things collaboratively exactly. every now and again. Yeah, because you've done it before. So the, those things that you found tricky starting, whatever you can uh-huh, pass yeah. those ideas over and help their foundation. That's, exactly. That's yeah. really, the the Santhia classes, the Sikh society that you got running, do they run within school hours or after hours? Or how does in, that in work? School. In school. Sorry, hours. In school hours. So Monday lunchtime and Thursday lunchtime. That's really good. Um, and what do you cover? What What sort of topics have you been... Do they have? Does the school have any control over the topics that you talk about? No, no. So it's completely. So open. they've allowed you to. So not basically. You've got complete autonomy on on what you want to teach them. Yeah. So they they trust the teachers enough yeah. not to talk about yeah, you're not, crazy things, right? Exactly. Um, you're not going to radicalize kids and do this and that because that's exactly. normally schools' concerns. Yeah. With regards to what is being taught to the students who can be influenced by any ideals, hundred percent, especially with safeguarding. Yeah. Today and it's really important. And I've been at Sikh schools before. Yeah. where it's quite interesting uh, I've been at Sikh schools before as a non-teacher I've gone to do a talk mm. and there's people in the back taking notes yeah, on what exactly. I'm doing right um, so the topics we talk about are general itihas so I'll, so try, uh, I'll try and do like whatever is relevant so yeah. we did 1984 we'll do Guru Arjun Dev Ji now but then I'll try as time has progressed I realise the kids need more of course yeah. so I'll try to talk about things that are impacting them yeah. how do you go about someone pulling your case how do you go about yeah relationships what exactly. do you do if you start getting feelings 
Yeah. Um, how do you what do you do about porn and all these yeah, things exactly. and first they're like they're all giggly and stuff but yeah. they really appreciate it because yeah. they're just getting into it and I'd like to think because I'm still quite young and also yeah I've you're not too from, far removed from their age and also I've been from the part yeah. where before Siki I was I was exposed to that lifestyle and I, yeah. I dabbled in it a little bit myself yeah. whatever it is yeah. right so they really appreciate it um, and even though they might not say anything Someone will come back to me a year later and say, so, you know what you said then? Like, I saw it happen and I was in yeah. it. And, you know, whatever Gurusik, whatever Gurmat has told us yeah. really helped me navigate that situation. So I'm now tending towards, obviously, the Itihasan stuff is important. So I'll try and do like a bi-weekly thing. It'd be one week Itihasan, Gurmani. Yeah. Then it'd be like a modern topic. What what should we do about interfaith marriages? All these kind of things. Yeah. Um, should we hate the British or not? Yeah. All these kind of things. Um, and they really enjoy it. And they're clever kids as well, so... It goes far. Is it is it an open forum where they can go? Can you tell us about this and then you research and things like that? Yeah, it? definitely. So I try and get feedback off them as much as possible. Yeah. So um, one kid wanted to know about like partition. So yep. we did talk about partition because these things I touch upon in school history as well, right? Like yeah. they talk about they talk about Aurangzeb in yeah, the history exactly. module, so it's quite interesting. Um, and we talk about the Mughals a lot. Um, and then I try and get kids. So there's been a batch of kids that I've had from year seven. They're now in year nine. Yeah. And they're like my future leaders of the Sikh society. So yeah. I've got them to do talks on Vasaki. Um, I've got them to lead assemblies and yeah. I'll script it with them beforehand. Yeah. So also it gives Sikhi a very good spotlight because they're seeing, oh, Mr. Singh isn't just taking these boys in a room and doing some random thing. Yeah. These boys are present presenting at interfaith events. They're presenting school assemblies, which is not easy for a year nine kid to do, right? It's life skills, isn't yeah, it? You're, and it? You're preparing them now. Exactly. And also preparing them to talk about Sikhi yeah. in a digestible way, which is something that isn't accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people struggle to explain Sikhi to non-Sikhs. Yes. So if these people are going to go, if these these young Sikhs are going to go into high professions, we want them with a good mindset yeah, yeah. to realize that Sikhi comes first, but also how to manoeuvre Sikhi within yeah. those spaces. Well, it's, it's the <coughs> making Sikhi conducive to your daily lifestyle. So it's not, you have to put it in the background. Yeah. But you don't have to put your work in the background, but you can work, there is that symbiosis, they work together. You can always be a Sikh and do whatever you need to do. Hanji. It's that sort of thing. Do you, do you have debates? Yeah. Do you have so debate teams? Because I'm, I'm thinking of, I don't know what the name of the film is, but there's a film with... Uh, Oh God, who's Denzel Washington? And he trains that debate team. Yeah, what, what's the name of the film? In like old America. Yeah, old America. They go and he talks about uh, Mahatma Gandhi and Julian Wallabarg and things like that. And when they, they, go they face a lot of racism and stuff. Exactly. Forgot about it. But yeah, but film. but you've just reminded me of that sort of teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just thinking that: Do you prepare for debates? Do you prepare for going? Give me the positive. Give me the negative. Speak about these things. Yeah. Even though we have a sticky view, but. There might be a view coming from the other side. How are we going to deal with that? And Yeah, I try my best to play devil's advocate. And so for 1984, yep. I'll be like, well, actually, why did they have weapons? Yeah. There, there, shouldn't be, there shouldn't be guns in a gondola. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, yeah. now what should we say? And I don't think about what you should say. Think about what it means to you. Exactly. And then someone was like, but sir, we have like garbans in the gondola. Yeah. Uh, that was all their response was. But yeah. you realise they're finally getting it. Anna. Exactly. Um, and also they're realising the kind of questions that are going to come at them. Mm. And then when we will have outright debates, um, are like interfaith marriages, yeah. I, will, I will start with nothing. I'll be like, right, should we do it or not? Yeah. And some kids will be like, yeah, I don't think it's a bad, it's not too bad. 
some kids will be like, well, isn't it wrong? And they don't really know. Yeah. And it's just getting, air, airing the, whatever's in their head out and then always bringing it back to Gurmat. Yeah. Like, taking my opinion out of it as well. Yeah. We can have opinions about what Guru Sahib's saying. Yeah. But our opinions on themselves, that's, that's not a Sikh society, that's an opinion society, right? Of course. So that's the, I know we've also, I've also hosted debates at um, Sikh societies as well, which that's is really good. interesting. Yeah. Um, like London universities have called me a few times. The main one is like clubbing, right? Yeah. yeah. Should we, should we do clubbing? Um, and should should we date whilst we're kind of yeah. before marriage and stuff? And again, it's with with uni students a bit more important because a lot of them have a lot of personal conflict. Yeah. So I always try to say right here's a good one, Ipangti. Yeah. Like the one I always use is Varia Kajal Mohikal Varia I'm like, what do you think this means? And what do you think it means like in terms of our own lives? I think if you just start off with, I think clubbing is okay because of this. To a certain point, and as harsh as it sounds, that's irrelevant what you yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. No one cares, right? Well, not no one cares, but... Your view is an opinion, but it doesn't matter because what is already there. If, if we talk about Bhagavad Dashi's Vara, yeah. and you have an opinion of that, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. But otherwise, you know, we'll be here all day. So yeah. I think debates are good, but you, they need to be structured in the sense that whoever leaves by the end of it knows what Gurmat's perspective of it. Yeah. Even if they don't do it straight away, as long as they can respect what Gurmat says... Yeah. That's for me that's 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 what's that's what needs to be achieved. Someone could leave and still go clubbing, but if they know in the back of their heads this is what Guru Sab's advising me. Exactly. Then you know what? I respect Namaskar to you, that's fine. And, and that's what it comes down to. Hanji. You know, if you've got the grounding and you know the teachings. Hanji. If you want to go and commit that path, that's up to you. That's but fine. you but you know what is right and wrong. It's, Hanji. it's um when you look at Taoism and you have Mencius talking about, you know, we all have an innate thing where we go if you've his he gives a story he says you see a child and a child is crawling towards an unmarked well and you know they're going to fall it's innate behavior that everybody would save that child mm. and then he goes on to talk and him and confucius talk about laws where you know what is right and wrong yeah if you want to break what is right and wrong <laughs> that's up to you but if you've got the education on what is right and wrong yeah then expect the feelings of guilt and things like that and then don't don't do what Boris didn't go, there were no parties, well, there were parties. You know, be honest about it and be honest with yourself. Yeah, I've done that. I know what's right, I know what's wrong. And also, you're better informed to make that decision. Yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah. So, no, that's cool. I was going to say, have there been any conflicts within your sicky and schooling? At, at this school, it sounds like you yeah, haven't been, but anywhere along the road, have you seen that? Not really. Um, I guess there's been a few, like, not really good barn issues, but... But that's an um, education issue, isn't it? Yeah, and, and it was dealt with really, really well by the school. So yeah. I actually went, um, after a safeguarding thing, they talked about like blades and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I don't know if people know I work at Khan. So yeah. I went to a safeguarding lead. She was a wonderful lady. I was like, oh, um, do you know that I work at Khan? And she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard about it. So I showed her it. Yeah. She's like, oh, cool. I was like, I just want you to know because some of the boys wear it. Yeah. Um, I don't want it to be a case where a teacher sees it or a student sees it and they call the police, right? Yeah. So what we did was um, we got a form made, a declaration, yeah. so that the school knows about it. And I've, I've promised that I'm not going to take it out on the exactly, playground, yeah. right? Um, but then that that structure is there for future generations, isn't it? Yeah. So I think there's always um, there's always logical and sensible ways to go about things. No, no, I, I totally understand that. I joined the police and the first thing I said was, I'm an Amritari and I won't have my cards compromised. Yeah. And they're like, well, what does that entail? So I was like, here's my kurban, here's my gears, here's this. Said I won't do, I'm not going to have right training, I'm not going to wear a, a, a hat, so I'm not going to compromise my dastard in any way. 
and I want to be able to wear my kurban. And they're like, yeah, you can do that. And you know, like, where you're just like, yeah, you've just said that. You've just given me the job, offered me the job. It means nothing to me. Yeah. I said, I want it in writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I get in writing, I'll tell you whether I take the job or not. But it's that, you know, when they went, okay, we know what legislation says. It says, with regards to a sharply bladed article, you can carry a, a kurban, a Scottish person can have it as regalia, you can have it as an instrument for your your occupation, or you can have it as armed forces. So they're like, we know what that means, what does a kurban mean? It's just that education. Mm. And then after that, it was like, yeah, any seeking job. As long as you don't wear it over your uniform, because yeah. if somebody takes it, and I was like, I never will. It will always be under my, my shirt. I've got a baton to kick the shit out of people. I don't need my kurban stuff somewhere. And um, and that's how it was. It was just that they need that education. Once they know, Haji. and especially when you say, look, Gurbani states that it's, a, it's an aggressive weapon, but we don't use it in aggression. Yeah. We are not to be. We won't be intimidated, but we don't intimidate. Yep, yeah, yeah. We're not. We we will be aggressive, but only if the other person uh, is aggressive, and we cannot be defensive enough. Sure. And and it's that sort of education. So I'm guessing it's same in schools. It is, and I think like in life as well. What I found is if you do it with PR, yeah, like generally, like in a, in a loving way, and yeah. you're trying to educate someone, and ninety percent of people will be really perceptive to it, and they'll be really interested as well. Yeah. And there's normally something that can be accommodated. Yeah. Uh, obviously there might be situations where for whatever reason you can't yeah. then that's up to the individual yeah. to either compromise themselves or just say right Jal, this isn't for me I'll do something else yeah. but I, I, don't, I haven't heard of any case where it's got there yeah. any, any issues with the stars or anything in school? no no it's, it's been quite helpful being in the school actually because there's a few things that like school's big on sports so rugby yeah. good comes off and yeah. they'll come running to me and I'll, yeah. I'll quickly tie it up for them but then yeah. you also teach them like Thing you're in year eight, right? Yeah. You're starting to learn Latin, but you can't do your own Judah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do what you're doing, right? And I haven't got the parents as well a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I totally agree with you All because right. I, I remember that. I remember first time I was about in year eight when you're at school and you're playing football, and then all of a sudden you go flying and your Judah comes off, Bodka comes off, and I'm like, I don't know how to do my own Bodka properly. And the next day it was like, I've learned it now, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's that sort of thing. It's just like, hang on, I can do everything else, I can. Get myself ready. Can get washed. Do whatever. If I can. I can do my judo. Yeah. Put a ramal on it. Where's just can't do my podcast. Yeah, yeah. So it's that sort of thing. Handy. So no, that's great. Um. So no, that's great with conflicts because I think. I think you're lucky. You have in the city. You have loads of things. Handy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I went to a time when schooling where you like me, and my cousin, my brother, a couple of a couple of us are at the same school, and then you're like. Yeah, ninety five percent Gori, couple of Kali. Yeah, they're less Muslim one than us. Yeah, and you're just like, well, we are so small in number, mm. where <clears throat> you don't really want to talk about Sikhi. It's mm. just like I don't want to upset the just keep it to myself. The carte blanche sort of thing. Yeah. So if they do ask a question, why do you wear that? You're like, see that math question. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that sort of thing. You're just like, just do anything else. Yeah, you know, it's that sort of thing. No, that's great. Um, I just want to quickly go back into Sikhi Sikhi stuff. You talked about. Obviously, camps, uh, learning from Mansing, starting the stuff at Sikh societies, going to the camps, um, and then going to India. What did you bring back from India with you mentally and you know within your own personal arsenal? Yeah, so I was very fortunate enough um, to spend some time at Duxal. Um, yeah, and it just good money, Santia, basically. So. Um, I'd done Banj Granti here, uh, Lariwar with Yani Baldeep Singh. Yeah. 
and then when I went there, they skipped me, so they didn't make me do Baibara or Pagpani, yep. which I'm doing now. I've gone back. Yeah. Um, and they put me straight onto Maharaj Sanchi. So yeah. whilst I was there, I got Bella uh, Pag done, the first. So the first yeah. half of Guru Granth Sahib Santhya. Um, so that was quite an interesting experience for a few reasons. Like, it was very daunting. Mm. Um, mom and dad did Binti, and we did Binti to Babaji Babaji. Like, Punjabi on the I was like, Thoriji. Mm. My Punjabi is bad now, but it's really bad then. Mm. Um, and they're like, I'll take you. And I wasn't given like a formal introduction. It was just like, I even asked the Gyani, like, what time shall I get up? He goes, Koini, so you know. Uh-huh. It's like all these little things, right? You're like, yeah. oh, you have to fend for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no one tells you how to do things. But then, it's holy, holy, the things have a lot of PR. And you learn in terms of Rani Bani yeah, stuff yeah. you can't read in a book. Yeah. But how do you wash your kashara? You know, um, all these little, little things. How do you manja butter? I remember yeah. the first time I go in a butter. I was like, where's the fairy? Like, why, yeah, is it, why, is, why is it where's, sand? Why is it sand? Why is it straw, sawdust here? What's going on I here? I was so confused. And then the guy, he's like, I have a ton of the cards. But it works. It works. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Um, and you learn, like, oh, I can clean my gutter with that. Yeah. So that only you just living a simple lifestyle. It was in July as well, so it was hot. Yeah. It makes you appreciate a lot of things. Like, I remember getting a fresh apple. Yeah. And it tasted like the best dessert I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And it makes you just appreciate things so much. Um, but also it makes you appreciate like merit like how much people put into science effort, yeah massive effort like, I, I thought like when I tell people I've been for four months I'm like, well, I'm like that's that's nothing man like I I, I, sh- I initially wanted to stay there for longer but I couldn't hack it I had to come back yeah. I thought I've had enough now when I got back I was like I've made a mistake man I should have stayed um, but in terms of it helped level up my Punjabi yeah. uh, I learned about a lot of Bihar like doing things like there was a lot of Karniwale Gursikhs so one of the things Japanam Singh he's my age okay. but he'd done his Santhya by then and he was teaching other people yeah. and I remember the first night I went there they gave me my own room so I was a bit of a VIP yeah. uh, he came and knocked on my door and gave me a banana milkshake yeah. and he just gave me but that meant so much yeah. um, kind of like that non-click vibe yeah, that yeah. I talked about at Sikh Societies the fact he did that and he was one of the most respected things there he just came and gave me a banana milkshake. Just welcomed you. In. It made it made it meant so much to me. Yeah. And then going forward, um, just seeing a lot of him actually, like he would teach, uh, the, like Guru Sahib Santhya to a lot of things. But every day he'd go and clean all the toilets. That's a nimrata, isn't it? Yeah, nimrata, like you know, and um, there's a conversation, and these are things you only get like in India. So I remember yeah. um, one of my stars, um it was my last night there and we were like it was like late night in his room we were just chilling yeah. and Japanam Singh um, he was like Chal jake, so we were yeah. and obviously the star who's elder Gyan of the Gyani Singhs yeah. he, he felt a bit embarrassed that Japanam Singh said that yeah. uh, he's like uh-huh. he's like why, why are you stressing about getting up for the morning yeah. Japanam Singh is thinking about his right? Yeah, of right and then he didn't say anything and I was like, ooh, like, feel a bit attention. Yeah, exactly. right? I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then when we left the room, he said something to me that stuck with me forever. He goes, Madhneep Singh, yeah. And that's all he said. And I was like, obviously, we are, that was my start as well. Yeah. But he made me realize that it doesn't matter who it is, everyone has their flaws. Yeah. Just leave them where they are. Take as much good as you can from everyone yeah. and don't give too much attention to everyone than us. Uh, that really stuck with me so those kind of little snippets um, yeah. and even just like I went with Mahapurk to Pan Singh Prashadda yeah. like how you meant to act how to do like doing a little ardaas for the family all those little things is, is gold dust and um, yeah. has really helped me in terms of 
like how uh, teaching Santia classes here and mm. teaching Sikhi classes here because you can bring that and you can show them the pictures yeah. uh, and it gives them a taste as well so yeah for anyone that's thinking about going to live in India Guru Sahib will create a path don't worry like I literally went there off a phone call yeah. and it worked out and there's yeah it's, it's crazy how that even happened um, there's an interesting story about that like for anyone that's worrying about will I be okay yeah. so I spoke to um, a Singh and it wasn't uh, Satanam Singh, it was someone else. And he said, yeah, yeah, come, come. I won't mention his name and you'll realise through a reason why. He goes, come, there's no problem. What we'll, we'll do you, Santia? And you'll give up. I was like, wicked. I rang him a week before I was about to fly out. I was like, you sure I can come? Like, yeah. I've never met this guy in my life. Hmm. He's like, yeah, yeah, come. I get there. It's from the UK? No, he's from India. Okay. Well, I'm like, yeah, there. I get, I get there and I ring him whilst I'm in, I'm in bed. I go, I'm going to come like next week. He goes, huh, okay. He goes, I'm going to go. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm thinking, Guru Sahib, like, I'm taking a year of my life. Yeah. And like, it's all falling to apart. I'm stressing. He goes, And he goes, he, uh, he'd been sent to a different Gurdwara to do some Sudai of Dasan Granth. Okay. But the Gurdwara where he was, like, it wasn't done up much. It was a bit okay. dingy and stuff. Right? And it was just him. He goes, Go to Jogiwal. I'll meet you there. If you like how Jogiwal is with the Sings, I'll introduce you to other people. You stay there. Otherwise, come and live with me. Yeah. So I'm thinking, crap, man, I don't know anyone. Like, I'm stressing out at this point. I meet him at Jogiwal and I meet him. He's nice. And Jogiwal, the Mahal is really nice. Like, there's all these things there. It's quite vibrant. Huh? Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll stay here. But I'm still crapping myself because I don't know anyone. It's all, all scratch. Another one person I had a phone call with, they're, he's, not, even he's they're not even here, right? Yeah. So I'm thinking, man, this is hot. This is okay. Yeah. What happens is he leaves um, and he goes, I'll come and check on you in a week. Yeah. Comes and checks, my new, comes and checks in on me in a week. Um, how's it going? Yeah, I'm alright. He goes, you want to stay here? Okay, wicked. The next day, he goes out to do Qatar. He gets picked up by the police for for helping a sing. We'll just yeah, call it that, yeah, right? Yeah. He gets picked up for police. And then, whilst I'm questioning all this, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, if I was with him, you would have been picked, up, been picked up, as well. up as well. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, my like no. how things work out. Exactly like, because it's like, just, it's not, and then I feel like, oh my god, this is mad. And then like, even when things aren't seem like they're going. To plan, yeah. Guru Sahib is putting you where you need to be. Exactly. And I was like, even I told my mom and dad, they were like, like you know, we'd have been fighting to get you out of jail. Exactly. And he was in jail for a long time. And that's the worst thing about that, isn't it? But just Maharaj Lakhirakh. Honestly, it. it's um, you never realize it in the midst midst of it. No, no, time and it. time it's, again. It's that pangti rarely something just case you put the Swami solo case up above. It's that sort of thing. Hundred percent. You know, just even if that is coming, like if Jesus said the Bakshish on the end, you never know. No, it's wicked, man. Um, right, n- uh, completely off topic. <laughs> completely off topic. You started an Instagram page with regards to book reviews. Yeah. Um, I remember starting following that when, when you put that up. Actually, I think the first time I met you was when Singh um, started the Pant Prakash. Oh yeah, that's first time. That's first time. But then I remember you starting this page. Tell me how that book review page started, and how do you pick <clears throat> your choice of books? Sure. So on Instagram, I just started putting up books or like snippets from Qatar mm. or things I'd been reading or things I've seen on my personal Instagram. Yeah. And then I started going. Is it's interesting because the school I'm at. Yeah. I got Sangat there Even though they're non-Sikhs Because yeah. they're very Inquisitive Interesting Lovely people And I started talking to one person About philosophy 
I started talking to one person about history and then I just started finding interest in loads of other things yeah. as well as Sikhi stuff. So I started reading a lot more um, yeah. because of the staff members that I was hanging around with and just generally the whole of it. Like, I speak to kids about books, right? Yeah. And they'd inspire me. So I started reading a lot more and then holy holy, I'd started putting up things on my personal Instagram mm. and people, I got a lot of amazing feedback uh, yeah. and really all that warm feedback. People saying, oh, this is great. Like, please do more. Um, people asking me to start a book club, all this kind of stuff. And I thought, oh, this is like, there's, I'm just putting this out there to see if anyone's receptive to it. Yeah. And just for my own kind of core, Jenna, because uh, yeah. when you do a review, you have to go through the book again and you learn a bit more. Yeah. So it's it's quite uh, meditative in that, safe, in that sense. So the, the reception was really good. And I thought, oh, John, let's just do this. It was get, it was cluttering my personal page. So I thought, yeah, exactly. I'll just do it separate. Uh, and that's where it kind of stemmed from, really. Mm. With regards to the books, I was talking to you about this earlier. Yeah, yeah. I think I had a bit of a, a dilemma and I was feeling a bit of guilt about reading non-Sikhi books because mm. we have Siobhan stuff. I was like, I should, if I have an hour's time, I should spend it on Sikhi stuff. Mm. But I realised that sometimes Sikhi stuff can be quite, as bad as this sounds, dry. Yeah. and hard to digest yeah. and sometimes you have a block of course you do whether it's a Gurbani a, a Steak or whether it's Itihas right but it's the same way not just within books it's if you watch the same type of programs again and again on TV 100% you go I need to watch a comedy now I need to watch a thriller now What I need to, and your mind needs something else that's a great way of putting it yeah, yeah. literally you, you can't binge on one thing and that's what that's what your mind does with you're like uh, I'm not taking this in now yeah. because my mind has got to that point where it's like I've had this yeah I need something else. So I think what I started doing, rather than just like hard itihas, I started looking at the jivanis of specific, specific people. Yeah. So I remember reading a book on Nawab Kapoor Singh. Okay. Um, that was really good by Baba Prem Singh, I think. It's a little yeah, short pamphlet. Yeah. yeah, that was really good. Um, and then I started like reading Punjabi and my Punjabi got better and I started looking at like different courses, so different um, uh, dictionaries, if you like. Lexical, is it lexical? Yeah, yeah, the one yeah. I use is Punjab University yeah. one. Yeah. That one's really good. Um, and I started posting about these things, and people found it really helpful. Yeah. So I guess first of all, I started trying to read a few more Punjabi books so I could learn Itihas better. And all the best books about Sikhi are in Punjabi, anyways. Um, and then I started looking into the lives of specific Guru Sikhs, and then that took me onto like other random things. So mm. I'm just having a look now. Like I started looking at education books because I was reading about. I was changing between my teacher at that time. Yeah. So I started posting about them. And then a lot of teachers started getting involved uh, and following my page. Um, a lot of random things like politics and history I really enjoy. So yeah, history yeah. books. Um, I read one about Putin, which was so interesting. Yeah, no, I remember. Uh, one of my favorite books. Um, and I just put that up. Um, there's one on John F. Kennedy. And then you have like Santa Teresa and Gigi Even and the yeah. um, Tibetan book of, of, of yeah, dying. Yeah. We, we talked Rin about Precious, yeah. Yeah, I read that. And That's I a really good book, isn't it? Yeah, really interesting book and a lot of parallels with Sikhi actually. It's I, I find it I find it really interesting when he says you go to the dead, you get the book with Mara where he's got the, the black stones or yep. white stones, and then he says, right, basically you're gonna take birth again. And it was interesting because in that he says you get an image of lots of people basically conceiving and you go, I'll go into that family, I'll go into that. But it's that sort of thing, it's you you don't find many books that talk about what happens after this. Explicitly as well, yeah, right? And they even talk about like, um, I remember one thing is Wall Street on the, I forgot what they call it, the, the tunnel where you yes. walk to our version of Dharam Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah. And they have this 40 day job yeah. where their people will still do, because it can influence you. Yeah. That's like how we do a surge part, right? And that's what it is. The account part and the surge part because it so can make that, make that path quicker. Yeah. 
And that's where it talks about the difference when we look at the Gadar Baran and things like that because yeah. they talk about the Karam Gandhi's taking this much time. Hadi. Good Hargobind, you do that talk with, we can get there within seconds because we're not Gadam Gandhi's. And, but it, Rinpoche plays into that. And a, another thing that really stirred me to learning about other cultures was I had a trip with school to yeah. um, Finland, yeah. like a Lapland trip. And I was reading about Wim Hof at the time, the guy who does all this crazy stuff yeah. with cold water and stuff, right? And um, how he conquers his senses and hmm. has got his body to reverse diseases. And I was like, this is crazy. Hmm. So I read about Finland um, and I read this book. Um, it's called The Finnish Way. And it talked about this lady who's living a cosmopolitan life in Canada. Like on paper, had the best life, but she was just, you know, popping pills at front and center. Yeah. Uh, stress disorder, anxiety disorders. And she had a Finnish heritage and she went back. Yeah. And it just talked about her change in lifestyle. So I think whenever I go to a country now, I'll always try and read a book about it. Because yeah. I find it so more fulfilling when I get there. And yeah. I can talk to the locals about it. So that's kind of one strand. And then just dif different parts of Itihas that I've really enjoyed. Like I love learning about Maharaja Singh's time. Yeah. I love learning about the Missile period. Um, obviously the Guru Sahib's times. I love learning about 1984. Mm. Um, so I think... How I choose a book now is whether it's Sikhi or non-Sikhi is whatever I find interesting. Yeah. And I've recently started reading a lot of self-help books. Yeah. So how to grow confidence, um, learning about principles, principles by Ray Dalio, mm. who's got one of the biggest um, investment firms in the world, yeah. Bridgewater, amazing book. And I realized that you can learn a lot of people, learn a lot of things from people that are just great who, people. Who've been through stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, uh, especially from a, um, a worldly sense as well, yeah. which is so important because we want to do the best we can in this world as well. Well, you've right? got to live in this world. And also those principles that Ray Dalio talked about, I implement them when we're organizing a camp yeah. or when I'm having to have a difficult conversation with another Sebadar. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, so the way they manage teams is no, is no difference the way we should manage teams. If, yeah. if you're organizing a camp and you've got 40 people under your belt yeah. to organize that camp, that needs to be efficient, right? We're yeah. so used to this desi... And this is one of the things like as our organi the organization that's involved in, we're very big on planning yeah. for future generations because what we've seen, unfortunately, is loads of great organizations, group of friends come together, smash it out for 10 years, yeah. get married, have kids, and then it's just like neither here nor there. So we want to make sure that it's the longevity is there. And yeah. I'm learning about this stuff from people that are billionaires or millionaires. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And no. even they talk about how they're not attached to their time. Huh? Yeah. Um, or how, how important it is to have a family and how important it is to look after the people you work for. So I'm really enjoying learning about those kind of things. Um, things like the, the School of Life. They're a great resource. I'm not sure if you've heard of them. They've got some great books. Um, mm -hmm. There's one book called The Great Thinkers, and they've just put like 50 great thinkers. That's good. The world. Yeah, I've got that one. Um, so that kind of stuff, I love it. That's good because that just summarizes their lives and what they did and their achievements. Yeah, they? that's a good one. Um, no, that's wicked. Because for me, I I like that. I've, I've read that, and obviously, um, there's Bhavanjit Gaur in Malaysia. She does similar things. She's okay. Put up her books as well. Uh, so her name is Kitaba. Oh, uh, yeah, I follow Kitabba her. Kaur. Yeah, so she, she does that as well. So it's that sort of thing, and I like that because I always think it's important to learn from those things. Hundred percent. And take, like you said, like they said to you, Jogiwal, you're gonna collect them, and yeah. it's the same with anything you learn from outside. So, with the way I do this podcast, way we present things, way we put things on Guru <coughs> Child, whatever we do, we're learning that from other sources and how they've done their stuff, and going, what's the best way to approach this? Hundred. Because the Dissy way is always going on, you know. 
hold down and hold down. And you're just like, it will slip away, it will fall away. You don't yeah. want that. So it's about being efficient with your time. No, but it's, for me, it's really interesting for anybody who's not um, seen it. You know, I'd like them to get on. I'm waiting for your next post now. Take yeah, I'm just, um, I'm currently reading Ranveer Singh's book. Okay, uh, the, the book. Yeah, Bache. And also, um, it's called Radical Candor. Okay. Uh, it's a book that just basically talks about um, how to manage teams by being truthful. Okay. So like being a radical um, in the sense of not sifting over your problems. If someone's work's crap, really? how do you tell them? But then it's not in the in the mean sense. It's with a person that you have such a great relationship with yeah. where they expect you to tell them if it's crap. Yeah. And also if you tell them it's crap, they know it's not personal. Yeah. So, and I think that's so important because a lot of people hate those hard conversations and I really enjoy that book at the moment. Is that something that's going to help you with schooling-wise? There already does, miss. Yeah. It already does. It helps me with, when I'm dealing with parents. It helps me when I'm dealing with parents at Sikhi class. Yeah. It helps me when I'm dealing with my own sevadas. Yeah. Well, not my own sevadas, I should have said that, but sevadas I work with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like we're organising like camps and stuff yeah. now, so it's scaled up a little bit. Um, and, you know by no fault of anyone on naturally you you incur these things where you have to make difficult decisions um but you want those decisions to be done in a in a, in a loving way yeah uh but also without any emotion as yeah. best possible that doesn't happen overnight that only happens if you have an established relationship with someone where there's mutual respect and love both ways yeah um so it's really yeah I, i'm really enjoying that book i'll have to have a look at that we we get taught the um the shit sandwich approach do you get, do you get taught that so, <laughs> no, no. so the shit sandwich approach is Basically, you've got to tell somebody that some of their work is shit. So you initially start with going, mate, that piece of work was brilliant, you know, this, this, this. However, yep. there's this. And then at the end go, but otherwise it was wicked. So basically, the two slices of the bread are the good bits that you tell them. Yeah. Start with the good bit, end with the good bit. Tell them what the problem is in the middle. Yeah. And that's a shit sandwich approach. So yeah. you've got positive reinforcement at the start and at the back, but it's just like, it could be a bit better with that bit in the middle. Yeah. But otherwise it was wicked. Yeah, yeah. And it's that sort of thing. And that's how we get taught to... You know, juvenile offenders, young youth, when you know, youth, yos groups and things like that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because if you tell them, this is rubbish, it's not going to work, is it? Yeah, and you have to give the person an alternative as well, right? Yeah, exactly. I think also, we, um, when I was trained to become a teacher, she said to me, one of my trainers, she said, make sure you have something in the bank with the kids. Yeah. So if you ever need to tell a kid off, you've praised them so much before exactly. that they know, Mr. Singh, what's the best for me? Exactly. And it's really interesting at the school I'm at. Um, I send emails home to parents yeah. say, oh, um, Zane has an amazing master today. He had a really good lesson. Yeah. Uh, he, he spoke out. He helped his peers. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. Just, like two, three lines. But that massively helps, doesn't it? And you know what? It's so funny because the parents see maths and their kid's name and they're crapping it. They're like, yeah. oh my God, he's not his homework. And when yeah. they realize, they open it, they're like, we never get emails like this. Yeah. And it's, it's important, like... Um, just in life, like I've recently got married. Like I see this with our relationship as a yeah. husband and wife. Just letting people know they're doing well yeah. is so important. Massive. And we don't do it enough. And then when you tell them they're not doing well, it doesn't hit as hard. No. And it's it's, it's a caring thing rather than yeah. oh, he's just he's just saying that or he's always or he's, he's just always, mean. It's just mean. Yeah. To us it's just that, like yeah. it's just there's no ifs or buts about it. It just is what it is. And but, I'm saying this because I care about you. Well, they realise that you're trying to better them. Exactly. That's it because they're like, well, he tells us when we're good. And he's only telling us we're bad because he doesn't want us to be in that way. Yeah. While, you know, the other thing where you're just giving negative all the time, they're just like, well, teachers picks on me. Who that chips away at people. Yeah, people just go, I'm going to rebel against that. Yeah. So that's happened before. No, that's a great thing. Um, 
Yeah. You've your books. Right. Just you've talked about your training with uh, basically Siki. Yeah. So you said you did that when you came back. You've been to Joggy while you come back and you've done that. What has that led on to? Because I've seen you do a talk. I've seen you, you know, with um, um, Sat with Sukadeep Singh and um, yeah. Gunry Singh. I've seen that one. I've seen you've done a couple of talks. You've done one in 1984. Um, what has that led on to, the base of Sikhi? So, yeah, it's just kind of without any planning, it's just one thing leads to another, I guess. Yeah. Wherever they want us to go, huh? Yeah. So, whilst we were in the Vidyala, we were taught um, how to source history. Yeah. Surya Prakash, Mantra Prakash, all those kind of things, huh? yeah. um, how to read sticks, how to put a PowerPoint together, how to do Q&As, things to keep an eye out for, how to interact with Sangat, and that was a really valuable experience. Yeah. And then off the back of that, naturally, we were put to go and do talks and do kathas, and then it all just kind of stemmed from there. And, and before that, I'd started uh, a local Gurmat class, Somerset okay. Gurdara, uh, which is local to me, just by Mr. Okay, Singh yeah. in Hansworth. Uh, and th- that just literally started with there's a Punjabi school so I said to the committee uh, can I do 15 minutes of Sikhi after they were like yeah go for it yeah. uh, and we did a similar, similar thing at Semitic Godara mm. we used to do a homework club yeah. um, in the Godara and we used to do 10 minutes of Sikhi Sakhi yeah. uh, every, before every lesson so I've been doing like little things uh, and then it just eventually grew to that this is now a Gurmat school where we have Santya and Sikhi. Um, obviously we do talks for basis of Sikhi and just like anyone yeah. and then I guess it translated into more kind of formal Katha, English Katha, Hokonama uh, Katha. Eventually you just kind of get put, put in positions and I'm lucky enough to have people around me Babajit Singh Ji, Sukhdeep Singh Ji, one of my stars, both my stars, Gyani, Baldeep Singh, Gyani Jeevanpal Singh, people that can direct you and and lead you, Mm. Um, so it's a bit of learning on the job, for me it was, um, which has its benefits and its downfalls, Um, and there's one thing led to another really, it's probably the best way of, of, um, of mentioning it. Are you still active within your seva? Guru Karpahanji, yeah. yeah. That's cool, and then you said obviously you, you went on to do your work within the seat camps as well. Yeah. Um, what what role do you play as well as I know you said about organising and things like that. Do you have an active role within um, the daily things that take place within the camps, talks? What what is it that you? So I think initially I was given a group leader. Yeah. So I'd group lead normally the younger students. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I normally get put with like the sixteen year olds, which yeah. I quite enjoy to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and then holy holy, um, like hokam namakatha at a few camps, yeah. and then um, like talks and stuff. So it's just gradually built up, really, um, wherever wherever the CY is needed. Um, and then obviously now logistically, uh, we organised like kids camps under the banner Devanhar, which yeah. is a local organisation in Birmingham. We have three Gurmat camps every year, with the aim of recruiting those kids to come to weekly classes. Okay. But then some kids just, you know. Any ways away for us, Anna. Yeah, if they come and enjoy a week at the Gordara and they learn about Sikhi, that might sprout in 20 years. We don't care. Exactly. Uh, and then with Singh's camp, um, which is a new initiative, we had the first one last year. Yeah, because it's a God's camp. So, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, I saw this happen last year. I didn't, didn't know until I saw the pictures. I was like, what is this? Yeah, so last year we did it Gupt. Um, yeah. One, because of COVID. Yeah. Um, and we kept it in-house. So it was only like people we knew. Yeah. Uh, because it was a dry run as well, we wanted to make sure like we just get our bearings yeah, yeah. so 100 things came to that and the response was amazing like um we've been looking at toronto things camp for a long time yeah. i went oh that looks sick man no no, no disrespect to the bb yeah? but um yeah. sometimes mahal and we did it and yeah it was amazing um we really really enjoyed it um it was just nice having just things there and having our own space and the cause so our 
in the same similar circle, they organized a causal which happened in April for the yeah. first year. And the response from that was uh, terrific as well. Yeah. So these are annual events that are going to keep happening in addition to all the other city camps. But we found there's a need for just residential single sex camps yeah, because there's specific things yeah. and different ways of approaching those things. So yeah, in terms of organizing logistics, that's opened up a whole different kettle of fish. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just planning the camp, the day-to-day, -day, what kind of talks, what are the themes, that's been really interesting as well. Mm, that's good. Do you set the, I'm guessing, set the talks based on whatever good problems and things are coming up? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, with the Sings camp, the, it Obviously, kind of, that's different because you're trying yeah. to talk about calm and things like that, grooming, whatever, I'm guessing. Uh, topics some, are going to afflict males. I guess, yeah, and I guess we always think about, the reason we started this whole Sings camp thing was because we thought... Well, one, we're lucky enough to be in a place where we have a lot of sangat with great things around us, but yeah. a lot of people don't. Yeah. So first of all, to create that network. Mm. Um, but secondly, to address things that we real we think that should be addressed. Yeah. So things like fitness. Yeah. A lot, you know, we as a Pant are not fit. Yeah. And, I, and we love reciting at the house from Pant Prakash where things would run barefoot for 12 miles. Mm. I was at a bus camp um, three, two, three years ago. Yeah. And once we took, once Guru Sahib Swari went, there's a long pathway. Yeah. And one of the things said, let's do a halla back to the darbar. Yeah. Honestly, it was, it could have been 500 meters. By the time we got there, I just think the things all over back, they're about to puke up. Like, <laughs> and there was two of us that sprinted the whole way. Yeah. And we looked back and I was like, I was like, I felt sad. Yeah. I felt sad inside, honestly. I was like, we love saying we're a martial race. And I'm not, I'm not a no, crazy no, fanatic by anything, but I can run if I need to. I could like, you know, I could probably handle my body weight if I need to. Yeah. But I think it's just, we're so far from where we need to be. Um, and people just think it's okay to just, not in a bad way, but just read Bart and uh, and read books all day. Yeah. Obviously, you can become mucked by doing that. I'm not saying that. No, no, but, but there's a whole reason we're a Sant Sabahi and not just a Sant. 100%. So things like fitness and getting people comfortable with like just wrestling and all that kind of, no one likes, not in a weird way, touching each other nowadays. Huh? Yeah. Um, a lot of people just like their own space, but that's not how sick he is. Huh? Yeah. Um, becoming comfortable with those things um, and also like trying to instill the gurn of Bratan Singhs. Yeah. So this year we've got our talks about a lot of Bratan Singhs and their jivanis yeah. and how they went about their own conflicts and you know just in terms of their own bhakti but also like how raggle they were, mm. how they didn't take no nonsense, yeah, right? They didn't take shit, uh, they didn't yeah, shit right? Yeah. Um, and how we how that translates into our own lives. Yeah. So that's the overall purpose of things camp yeah. the talks then we have can 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 kind of supplement that in every way shape or form so this year we've got a talk by Ranveer Singh talking about Baad Shahi and yeah. how how the punt structured itself we've got um hopefully Gani Sukhraj Singh coming to talk about life after death yeah. um, all these kind of interesting things we've got just Deep Singh talking about on um, the missile period yeah. so yeah just all the kind of things and a chance again Shamshir Singh to show the film up there yeah so we've got Ranveer Singh um, who's coming on behalf of NSYF yeah. and we don't have time unfortunately to show the whole film because it's three yeah. hours um, but what we're going to do is kind of try to play a few snippets and make sure everyone's yeah, yeah. aware of it there are some um, really good bits have you yeah, seen it? yeah we saw it on Sunday it was yeah. amazing yeah. it was amazing and um yeah, they smashed it. And it wasn't done desi. No, it's done. It's solid. We, we, that was our conversation on the way up. Was just like, That's why it took six years, right? And all just, that money. It was just amazing. Um, so yeah, props but it was worth it. Yeah, 100%. Worth it. 100%. Every penny towards that was worth it. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, so th those sorts of things are massive. You know, so. No, that's great. Um, so Sings Camp, where does Sings Camp run? Where, where or it? when? Yeah, where? So we've where been just using random campsites. Okay. It's very hard with campsites nowadays to yeah. find... 
a site that doesn't have a bar on site or doesn't have regular alcohol on site. So that's, it's been quite hard. With Guru Sabs Kirpur, we found a site for this year in Wales and Scotland. Yeah. It's a bit of a mission. But next year we found um, there's a there's a site a few things have bought in Wales. Yeah. So we where the S2I. Um, I don't think S2I did it this year. Okay. But I think they're still expanding yet. Yeah. It's quite small capacity, so we've got an agreement with them going forward. That's where the cause camp was this year. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they're gonna like make a darbar and stuff. So yeah. it, it's amazing what they've done mm. um, because us S2I basics yeah. boss we want the same panga every year. Yeah. Finding a place big enough that doesn't have alcohol. But then we're paying them silly money as well. So why not just put it back into the bundle? Well, right? that's that's one of the big things. There's a talk, there's a show by Killer Mike uh, on Netflix where he's like, <clears throat> "How do you keep the money within your own community?" 100%. And he's like, "The big problem we have is," he goes, "The a dollar within the black community only stays in the black community for over two hands, and then it goes back within to the white community." Wow, yeah. And then he goes into the white community, we're able to maintain. Is the Asian community you know, able to contain for like six, <laughs> six or seven, eight hands generations? They can go no, because they can go like that. The produce is created by that person. Then it goes to the wholesaler. He's Asian. Then it goes to here. Then it goes to here. Then, and they're able to show that. And it's like the money stays within their own grounds. They've they've produced everything exactly. And that's what we should be doing. So it's where you look at um, where's our food coming from? Who, who's our distribution? Who's bringing this? Keep the money within your own circles. Yeah, and because at the moment also, we're giving it back into white circles, black circles, Chinese circles, any other circles. Yeah, yeah. But it's not staying within our own community to invest in our own community. And that's that's a really important point. I think that's something we try and do when we're buying things. Like we're looking to get a marquee now. Yeah. And we're like, we can buy a marquee for two and a half grand, or we can rent it for a thousand pound. Yeah. Let's buy it and then rent it out to our own exactly. sangat that need it, yeah. and then that will be safer for our organisation. Well, that's what somebody else said to me. He's like, look, man. He goes, how many of us as, as Sikhs, Punjabis, we celebrate birthdays like everybody else does? He's like, let's buy three bounce castles. Yeah, 100%. He's like, and the money stays in our community. Anything we get extra goes to other f- functions, communities, book camps. And he's just like, why are we not thinking outside the box? 100%. So, no, that's great. Um, any other institutions you're working with? You've mentioned quite a lot with Devon Hard, Boss. Obviously, you're doing camps with other people. You're doing stuff with schools. Sunny. Uh, have you got any time left for anything else? <laughs> oh, um, even that, like Guru Sab's full style, man. Like my school is great. Like we get longer holidays, so yeah. Guru Sab's full style. I guess the other main thing is the Gurdwara. So um, yeah. is that the longer Gurdwara in some sort? No, no, it's just uh, Singh Sabha Gurdwara. It's just the standard Sangat one. Yeah. Um, I'm a committee member there, so I guess my role is like head of education, if you okay. want to call it that. And then we have this. We have. A Punjabi school, a Santia, a Santia class, and a Gurmat class. That's um, another important part of my life as well. It's interesting. You're 26 years old in a Gurdwara committee. Yeah. Because well, I was having this conversation with, we speak to Mangsani, she's a politician in Leicester. And we were just talking about how, you know, the generation above us still go, no, no, I'm 70 years old, but I want to be in the committee. And someone <laughs> really, really difficult to get them to let go. Yeah. And the problem is they, they have never looked at preparing the next generation to go, they need to take these roles. Yeah, yeah. Um, how are you finding that at your age, being in a committee? To be honest, like my my experience of a committee is not representative of how most people find it. Again, yeah. I'm just, I'm a very, I, say, I think I'm quite a lucky person generally. Yeah. Like our committee is very small, like four people. Yeah. So there's no crazy bungay. That's good. Um, the people in charge are very happy and they're very supportive of all this work we do. Yeah. There are a few hiccups at the beginning. Yeah. But then 
for me, I think as a young person coming in, trying to revolutionize everything at once, yeah, yeah. you realize that they're just people, yeah. you know? uh, and they have misconceptions. So one of the misconceptions they thought is we're trying to take over. Like when I come at you, that's actually, a big thing. he actually shouted at me saying, I know what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to get basis of Siki in here and take over. No, I'm just trying to get some yeah, happening, exactly, right? Exactly. But then when you bring it down and you explain to them and they explain to you, you have a frank conversation. You're like, all right, we're, we're, you know, I'm not, I don't care about being put it on. Yeah. If it comes, I'll do it 100%. Yeah. yeah? Um, but we're here for the same reason. And when you, when you treat people like people exactly. and you show them love and you, you have to do other things as well. Like, you know, um, you have to come on, on Diwali. You have to come on New Year's. Yeah. You have to do a Sukhmi Sahib. You have to watch the Pandi. Yeah. You can't just turn up and just do things that you want, right? Yeah, exactly. they, they see... Come on a Sunday and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. they think like, you know, a Nojwan, Choli Paake, Vadiya, Karpana Paake, Ondeya, Kosh Kardeni, innit? When you see like, there's a group of you sort of cleaning the Langar Hall. Yeah. Hana, we try and do a monthly cleanup at the Gordura. Yeah. Then they realize, you know what, these are actually here for the long run and they yeah. respect you a lot. So generally, it's been very supportive. Yeah. Um, there's not... Uh, funnily enough there's zero to none committee politics Good. Um, and I just keep myself to myself like where I'm needed like in terms of administrative things we've got a building work going on now committee building yeah. work this one the ball all that kind of stuff yeah. um, so if I'm needed like to get the fire sta- uh, safety certificates done because the elders don't really know what to do I'll do that stuff yeah. if I need to write a letter, letter recommend, recommendation on a letter to someone I'll do that stuff yeah um, so admin tasks I'll do and then we just focus on the gurmat yeah. side of things the education side of things and they're happy and um, I highly recommend it um, to anyone if yeah. you can there comes a point I do agree where it gets toxic and depending on the situation and if you find that you can't help because you're so overwhelmed mm-hmm. then you need to take a step back then mm-hmm. I think that, that happens in a lot of cases but otherwise there will be struggles there will be pushes I, I had it initially when we got in yeah. um, but when you see the reach that you have and the potential you can do once you're in yeah. it's huge it's, it's so huge I think um, if we all spent our time as a generation working on our Gordari like we wouldn't need camps yeah exactly because we wouldn't need to, would be we there need to, to go outside huh? yeah. unfortunately and rightly so we need to do things because we need our own space yeah but if we made Godora our spaces, like yeah. if you look at Semitic Godora now, they're doing amazing things. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of, there's a lot of elderly, but a lot of youth there. Yeah. Like Jitin the thing, he's only like 40 yeah, something. Yeah, really good. He, the stuff they're doing is amazing. Yeah. And that shows what you can do. Because whether we like it or not, Godora have power. Of course. They have are. power over Sangat, with Sangat rather. They have power because of the money. And that can fund a lot of things. Like exactly. they earn serious they have, money. They have power within the community and politics. You can influence your politicians to do things. You can do all sorts. <clears throat> like is it um, Mahin, what's the singer's name who made the um, documentary from Shere Singh in Canada? I don't know. His don't name know. is Maharinder Singh or Maharinder Singh. Oh, Maharinder Singh. And uh, all right, the re- no, no, Maharinder Singh. Sorry, he's he's one of the Pradhans of the Gurdwara. Oh, for the Smesh Maharinder um... Singh. Yeah, yeah. Something look like at him, right? Yeah. He's like the head of a council, and look at the things he's probably using those sort those resources with. Yeah. And he's a pontic like young person, yeah. if you want. Yeah. So he shows it can be done, um, yeah. and there's a need for it because the the Buri aren't going to be here forever. Um, I think it needs to be done. I see the way that the central mosques within Leicester and things like that have a massive influence in the way that policing goes on. Okay. So we haven't. So they'll go to policing and right. We live in this destitute area where drugs are going on. We have a religious society here where elderly come every day and this and that. Where's our policing around here? All right, we've got so much. We and they'll, they'll report. 
they'll go, right, there's drugs going on here, drugs going on here, drugs going on here. And then at the end of the year, they'll have the, the annual meeting, neighbourhood meetings, and they'll go, right, please, we've reported this many things. These are still continuing. Well, What are you doing? Bring the PCC in. Bring the, the, uh, the head of the police in, police crime commissioner in. And talk to him and go, well, we want an undercover job doing here. Well, we want something doing here. We want some enforcement doing Fair here. Fair play, but that, but that is what we as Gordari yeah. could have the power to do. Yeah, yeah. Not Because it's good having the boundaries within a Gordari clean. Yeah. But you'd want everything around there. I don't want street drinkers outside. I don't want them pissing up against a Gordari. I don't want this happening. don't want that happening. We should be doing that sort of thing. And influencing local, whether it's not, I wouldn't say geopolitics, but... The politics within the area, the council, and the policing. Yeah, we should be able to influence that. I want more CCTV cameras in the area. I want more greenery in the area. I want this. I want it to be a safe space for other people. And you know that sort of thing. I think if we have yourself and generations like that who are coming through in the Gordana, and they realise the power that they can have 100%. to influence the community and help our community. Yeah. Why not? Because I see, like I said, I see the mosques doing it. They're, yeah, they're clever, and they smash it. And fair, a fair play to them. Yeah. Um, and I think it's really important. You mentioned a point here. Like we're unfortunately trying to get to grips so we can use God there for ourselves. Yeah. But there, you know, that hopefully a prayer a time comes where God are being enjoyed as they should. But then also we start impacting people around us. Because exactly. God are not here just for our survival. No. We're here to do the adar of other people as well. Yeah. Um, where we can look after people that are underprivileged or whatever that might exactly. be. Exactly. So we, we saw it during COVID when people needed food. Yeah. It was coming from Lungus. Yeah. It was coming from Lungus. You know, that sort of thing. But they should be a safe space for, you know, other communities to go, you've got a community centre. Can we, can we do a talk there? Yeah. Exactly. Can we do a talk there about diversity or an interfaith thing or do whatever and then other people are being brought in but like I said I've seen that and I've seen like the mosques within Leicester and this one I was talking to uh, Manchester about I was like they've been able to influence individuals put them into local politics yeah they've gone into local politics and gone right why is it so costly for a burial so they've reduced the cost of a burial but the cost of a cremation has gone up and, and they've gone and that's what I was saying. I was like, well, we need people in our politics. Going, Why is our cremations costing three times as much as a burial? Where they're going to have ground for life and we're having a burial for a couple of hours, a cremation for a couple of hours. It's not going to take up any space. And it's like, the, the Muslim politicians are like, yeah, but it doesn't affect us. So we're, we're just talking about what affects us, which is a burial. If cremation goes up, that's what you lot talk about. Fair play, true. And, that, and that's what I mean. So local gordars can have those mm. sorts of influences and it depends on getting the right sort of people in. <laughs> but what you need is people like yourselves who are in it for the long run and looking at the bigger picture whether it's the youth of tomorrow organising the leaders of tomorrow and you. Uh, not just within the Gordars but within the worldly positions as well and then it's that we're going we're the Gordara we pay our taxes you're our local police what do you do for us yeah you're our local councilman what do you do for us you come every time you want to get elected and want to talk here on elected <laughs> give us a little but what have you done for the last four years Make some yeah for, <laughs> first tell me what you've done for four, four years I'll hold you accountable to that yeah if you've actually done something for us yes you've got a platform to talk if you haven't do you why are you here yeah because I won't come to your house and tell you go, go and buy a barn and take Omrith and you're like mate you're in my house I drink every week what are you doing yeah you know if you've done nothing for us why come talk so I think it's really interesting I think 
it's really crucial to have people in. At yeah, that it level. really is. Yeah. I know it is. It's not glamorous. I mean, you know, quite often we just scaremonger amongst ourselves. Yeah. Oh, down Yeah, some places it is bad. Yeah. But a lot of the times they just they they want the best for the Gurdwara as well. Yeah. They're not bad people. No, no, no. no. I, don't, not, I don't. So say that if, at all. if you if you make okay, there are some bad people that have ulterior yeah. motives. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're the only ones you ever hear about because. Bad news travels faster than good news, right? Of course it is. But if you get involved in it, you realize the only reason they're there is because they have brain for Guru Sahib. Yeah. They they want to make an effort and they're doing what they can. Yeah. That might have limitations. Yeah. But then we won't be able to do certain things they can. So no, I agree. we're all different parts of the jigsaw, right? Yeah. No, it's a wicked thing. Right. With regards to what you talked about today, mate, I just want to say that's absolutely brilliant. I didn't realize half of the stuff you did until now. Um, with regards to anybody who's looking into going into professional teaching or wants help with camps and things like that, yeah, that's the re- whole reason of these podcasts. It's to bring a networking basically for people contact. Now I know that's a bit of ambushing, but ah, sure. can you can you give us some of your social media profiles or contacts? So if somebody does listen to this, goes, well, I want to start to my school, yeah, or I want to know how you've done this or how with the camps or whatever, Hadi. um, or, or just an interest in your books going. Well, I want to know why you read this or can yeah, you have yeah. a look at this or give you some options. Can you give us some details of your social media accounts, please? Yeah, so um, if anyone wants to contact me, you can contact me on my book review account. It's yep. called Mandeep Singh Book Reviews. It's all together. Um, and that's on Instagram, isn't it? Instagram, yeah. That's probably the best way to contact me. Yeah. Um, I kind of keep my private one private. Yeah, which is um, fine. So yeah, any, anything. And there's there has been a request and I've mentioned it a few times and I hope to get around to it in summer. One of my dreams is to make a Godmut School Network okay. where we have people that are either already involved with or would like to start and commence a Godmut School in their locality. Okay. And it's just basically sharing of resources and that could look like schemes of work. That could just be having a conversation with someone, sharing tips, do's and don'ts that from I learned in my past life, in this life rather, a lot of them in my past yeah. and other people have learned their, their experiences. Uh, and then also even offering training to a specific to a certain extent, going yeah. to someone, um, giving like a very shallow audit and saying, right, this is what you could do. This is working great. This yeah. is what we advise. Um, so just offering that help really and whatever experience we have, the little bit that we have, just, just offering it out. I know a few people from abroad, like uh, camp, um, something from Denmark was like, can you come over and show us how to set things up? Yeah. So hopefully Maraj get by and um, if there's the, the want from it, from, from the Sangat, I'm going to try to work on that in summer. That's an interesting one. There's a guy called Umba Singh from Huddersfield. Okay. And I've had the same conversation with him about a year ago now. And he said, we should have a national Sikh collective with regards to these things. Yeah. Where everybody who does a Sikh camp, yeah. all their PowerPoints, presentations are going to one spot. 100%. And there is a, a, a council per year where we talk, you know, you bring a representative from one jutha, another jutha, another, you know, whatever you want. You have a local one, a regional one, and a national one. So you have, and then you share what you've got. And 100%. then all the resources are in one place. So if somebody goes, I want Sikhi camp, they go on 2018, 2017, 2016. Mm. Every month what there was, which city it was, and they could go, I'll download that PowerPoint, that one, that one, that one, and I'll pick bits out and I can put one together. The resources are already there. Yeah. Um, everything's footnoted for where the sources are. 100%. And yeah, that would be amazing. It, 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 it'll take a little bit more time to do does. when you make it, but it then it's, it's there for life, right? Exactly. I think um, that those kind of, we basically need, 
you we know, need like an educate. Oh, I don't want to say education council because there is the Sikh education council. Yeah. But we, I guess, we need something a bit more. Without, I know her her, her Singh does amazing stuff, but I'm not sure. I know he's mainly based in London. Uh, yeah. Nodjo Yeah. Um, and I know he's got the term Sikh education council. But in essence, we need something where every organization that's involved in prachar yeah. gets together gets together at an AGM once a year. Exactly. Talks about what have people been doing, what's working. Yeah. Because in essence, we always want to get people to Sikhi, right? Yeah. Um, well, we want to well, help facilitate that. Yeah. So yeah, what, however that is, maybe this could be the start of it. Who knows? Hopefully. Um, hopefully. But um, we've got a lot of great, great minds in the band. Yes, um, and that's it. So we should learn from each other. And that's the thing. Why we've got the resources now to do so. Yeah. Why not? No, that's great thing. The last thing I always ask anybody, have you got any questions for us about this podcast or anything else? Uh, no, just again, um, I know myself, my singer, you've been listening to the podcast uh, and we've, we loved it. So um, a massive thank you for taking the time out and uh, just doing the seva because it's, it's nice, as we mentioned earlier, it's nice learning about people yeah. uh, and learning from people. Yeah. So I've learned a lot from yourself and, and the other people on the podcasts. Um, so yeah, just a massive thank you, really. No, no, really appreciate well, it. For us, it's a case of there's so many people doing good stuff out there. And we focus on the institutions and not the people. Hanji. And I'd like to focus on some of the people because everybody shows they're flawed, everybody shows they've got issues. And yeah, yeah. They've been through stuff. and But it's like I said, you, you get a piece of carbon, you put enough pressure to it, look what can come out, a diamond. Get a diamond. And I say you're... Well, with regards to today's talk for the Flawed Foolish and Fantastic Podcast, I just want to say thank you very much. Thank you for inviting us around. Thank, thank you for the food. <laughs> oh, I'm ready to fall asleep. That's great. <laughs> but no, just thank you for your hospitality and, and just thank you for sharing with us. Um, and I'm hoping this inspires other people to, to bug you more than us. No, please do. I'll, no, I'll do fine. whatever I can. No, that's fine. With regards to that saying, I'm going to close it out with a fatheh. Why would you kakasa? Why would you kakasa?